Welcome back, everyone, to the next episode of Anonymous Heroes. I apologize for the hiatus. The holidays was busy, as you could probably hear from my voice. I'm still recovering myself. Uh, But this is very exciting. This is a really unique individual that you're going to hear from. Um, From the moment I met him, I I knew he was unique. He stands out uh, quite literally in a crowd. And he's somebody that... um, Although you're going to hear, he certainly had a journey. He does not wear it on his sleeve. It's almost imperceptible on him, which is which is unique in its own right and very special. Secondly, whereas most of our guests, if not every single other one of the guests that we've we've had the time to speak with and get to know, their journeys were externally motivated. Something happened to them, something that, or they were born a certain way, or family, or what what have you. This is someone who primarily, not totally, but primarily was internally motivated. That means he was he's just this type of person who is going to go on this type of journey. And uh, it's really unique and special. He's really unique and special, I should say. And uh, I'm excited for you guys to hear from him and to learn from him. Enjoy. Welcome to another episode of Anonymous Heroes. A reminder that everyone struggles and you don't have to feel alone in yours. Okay, let's get started. Um, I'm I'm excited. I'm, oh, I'm always excited for everybody. That's the truth. I'm not gonna. I can tell you, you're the most exciting guy. Everybody is very exciting to me. Um, you like an intro? Yeah, I'm gonna song? do. We're gonna do an intro before this. Yeah, and then I'm gonna say how excited I was to. Well, I already said it for those people listening, but for us, I didn't oh. say it yet. I do the intro after because <laughs> maybe there's something that you're gonna surprise me with. But, okay. but. You were here for Shabbos, and you gave us the truncated, um, as they call, regal achas on one foot mm-hmm. version of your story. Um, and I think, I think it's a, a fairly unique story. Um, some of the other people we've had on have have had struggles that I think relate to maybe more people. But what I like about it is that it's unique, and that there'll be a unique. And I know you well enough to know there's going to be a, an extremely unique. And not maybe as unique, but deeper perspective on it. So I'm excited to to hear it. So so tell us first when what was growing up like. Tell us a little about your family and yeah. So um, maybe as I tell more details, it won't be so anonymous. <laughs> okay. um, but I'll just I'll. I'll just, I'll just so as oh, I always tell people, as little uh-huh. as many details as you want, as you uh-huh. feel. Um, First of all, to me, some of the other stories have been things that I could see people don't want to be out there about uh-huh. them for their kids or whatever. To me, right. all your story is amazing. Uh-huh. Like, whatever there was parts to it that are not fitting with your life now mm-hmm. had nothing to do with you other than right. you were born into it. Right, yeah. So what only makes you amazingly special is that mm-hmm. you... Some other people made choices or, mm-hmm. you know, did things that brought them into the places of their life. Right. But it, to each his own, you know. Right. Okay. Um, so, um, growing up, I was born in Flagstaff, Arizona. Um, wasn't grown on, or I wasn't born on the ski hills that you can't snow like the rabbi can, or I can't ski like the rabbi can. Um, and then we lived there, I think, for about two years. Um, my mother had another son. Um, and then we got shipped off to China. Um, my parents were both uh, Christian missionaries. 
and or at the time so they just went off to China I didn't really have much of a choice in the matter so how old were you? Uh, I was two years old when I went two years old to go to China yeah and when you say shipped off is that like so most people listening have no clue what that means is that like Chabad sends out Shluchim you sign up for it someone just hands you a thing it's a job it's uh, what is it what yeah so I'm not sure how it works for most places but they were going undercover as English teachers there because China is a communist government so it's uh, dangerous or at least it definitely was to be proclaiming any sort of a religion in a state that wants nothing to do with religion because you can think about today they have persecutions they have camps today for people who are religious in particular types so so similar vibes in China and right now they have such a thing yeah yeah they have like concentrations not exactly the same thing but they have like kind of concentration camps of like uh, maybe re-education camps that are going on really yeah I didn't know that at all yeah I mean I know that most people probably don't because you think I if I think of a Chinese person I think they're they're Christian or Catholic or <laughs> and I don't know the necessarily the difference between and I, it's been explained to me yet. Mm-hmm. I know there's a father son Holy Ghost according to one shita according to one shita it's not uh, and mm-hmm. the Trinity and but uh, to me you know it's like okay so you wrap your tone outwards you wrap your tone inwards mm-hmm. I, is that like the okay so so you were shipped off <laughs> so did the the church pay it's not. It's a Southern Baptist type thing. It's so this is kind of unique. My parents worked for like uh, an organization where their job, like their whole mission, was to try and like send people. Like that was what they all were. So it wasn't really necessarily affiliated with a particular church. It was pretty much non-denominational, meaning they didn't put their feet in the ground. It seems like in one of these particular camps, right? They had like a general like idea of them, the kind of I guess uh, how they would view like I guess Christianity. Like, their whole goal was like trying to get and bring people in. So, but that's nothing. That that's not the Catholic Church in Rome. Mm-mm, no, it's totally. This, this is, is more Protestant, less Catholic. Okay, and what's the difference? Um, Catholic. Now I'm certainly not the expert on it, but Catholic was basically how Christianity was for um, hundreds and hundreds of years. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden, Martin Luther had a problem. Wrote a nice little note, put it on the doorpost, and said, uh, "We've got some problems with what's going on here." And that basically caused the divergence between Catholics. And then what became known as the Protestant Church. So the Protestant Church, generally, they don't do the whole Mary thing. They don't do the Hail Marys. They're not very big into, like, saints or anything like that. They don't have as much of a, I guess a, you might be able to call it, like, I'll be like a Masar or something like that. They don't have, like, a, we do this because they did this kind of thing. So, Lahavdil, obviously. Elif, Alfe, Ruve, Rubobos, Abdelos. It would be like... Uh, they were the tzedukim. They wanted Torah Shabbat straight, and not Torah, but the Bible straight, without all the intermediary stuff that has happened over the time. The Torah Shabbat Peh is that? Would you make that? Hmm. I've never thought of it that way before. I'd have to think about it more to think of us right in all the avenues. The way that, at least I think about it, is like pretty much maybe that's a good maybe that's a good analogy. These Protestants seem to be more based on like. Show me and like let me look at like what it says in the text. Purity. It's like yeah. a, not exactly. Also, because they'll do weird things that are like very secular. So it's it's kind of like a mix between not doing everything just as it says. They have like a lot more of like you're not going to see probably I would guess at a Catholic church like it's not going to be like we're going to get up there and start like playing like some sort of a rock song. Got it. But like at a non-denominational, like what do you mean? This is how we go. Christian rock. Yeah, That's whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's definitely a different. 
differentiation there by I don't know it's, I don't, it probably doesn't probably does I shouldn't have spent so much time thinking about like what are the differences but right. probably would need like so okay. really clearly put those into boxes fine but so, generally they're, they're at heads with each other generally they don't uh, even though they're quote unquote worshipping the same god right yeah they don't they don't go together so marriage between the two would be weird or uh, for some for some it wouldn't be at all right like there are some like for example my father who was very against like Catholics and would think that like they have don't even have shaykhs to like the next world and stuff like that they really, really need like help because they would think that so they, they would like, try to yeah, they would missionize they help. yeah they would think they need help okay so the, so they take you to China you're two years old you have a little baby brother mm-hmm. and how long were you in China for? Um, for two years did you learn Chinese? I mean, you grew oh, up. I'm assuming that was Chinese. Oh, so I don't know anything, <laughs> <Yeah>. really. <laughs> but was that Chinese for I don't know anything? Yeah, I, I, like, it was probably broken. Like, somebody's probably going to listen and be like, oh my gosh, that was awful. <laughs> so, um, okay, really so you're there for much. only two years? Yeah. So do you have memories of it? Yeah. So basically, one of my memories that I have was um, we had some, like, gathering and like everybody was there and it's a traditional Christian thing that they say like some free-form prayer before they eat and so somebody had some free-form prayer and then you can imagine like at a banquet like somebody like pulls like something off the top so I remember um, and all of a sudden like I saw like a rat like running away from like underneath like the food table I was like ah. so I was like I think my dad I was like uh, it was a rat that ran I remember um, it was like that's ah, China and so we went and we ate anyway <laughs> was that food that got away or that was <laughs> that's a great question I don't know <laughs> okay so at uh, the time I was just like oh and was it a happy child like you you, you were close to your parents were yeah yeah yeah, yeah. warm supportive great yeah, parents yeah very very and you were too young to probably, I'm assuming to have any resentments towards moving around or whatever mm-hmm. and did they did, well I guess you were young also when did you how old were you when you knew what your parents were, were looking to do hmm oh that's a good question huh yeah, I thought about this like most most kids just for some reason don't know what their parents do right for a living so I don't really know what, like when I really like but your parents had to get you in on it like where's the next country you went right um, well we went so I'll tell the story on it yeah. so the reason we the, the, my parents moved back as my mom was having like some sort of stomach issues or something like that, yeah. so she went over to the Chinese doctors there, which isn't exactly like the best experience. Right. Um, but she went there, and so then they were like doing like different tests on her, and so then all of a sudden then they came over and they said E, which means one. They we're saying that she is pregnant with one child. Oh. And she goes, Oh my gosh! She's like thinking like I'm in a foreign country where I have a problem like even ordering stuff. Yeah, like at a market, like and all of a sudden I'm gonna go to a hospital and like go in like this dirty environment. No way! Like I've, I'm gonna explain this to my husband. Like it's gonna freak out. Like we're already like struggling with having like two kids, having a third, nevertheless right. like a newborn. I can't even have cereal here. Like this is nuts. Who who was the driving force to be there? Your mother, or your father? Um, I think probably my father. Yeah. But I think they're both in the same boat. So anyway, she's freaking out about this. She's like, oh, "What are we gonna do, son?" No. R R two. She had twins. Then she's like really freaking out. She's like, "Oh my gosh! Like I have two now. That was doubling. You know what's gonna happen? Yeah. Son. Three. Got pregnant with triplets. Er son means one two three. Yeah. And he gave. Why didn't he just go? 
Why do I even say three? They didn't find it yet. They were doing. Oh, it. he was doing. He goes. Yeah. I found one. Yeah, found the one. sonogram found two. Found two. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Shut so. like take the, shut the machine off. <laughs> okay. So. We had a smuggler out of the hospital because of one child palsy. I'm just kidding. I'm just oh. kidding. There. <laughs> this is an audio cast. My eyes just widen. I'm like, no. I <laughs> sure just got great. Okay, it's still pretty good. Yeah. So still pretty good. So I don't know if kids. Up, yeah. Um. So moved back to the states because she wants to have like a safe pregnancy. Yeah. Turns out it wasn't actually such a safe pregnancy. Um, the last of the three kids, um, her name was Emily, she had very severe complications. She had a brain hemorrhage. So basically your brain has fluids that are in it and re- they regularly drain and flow. She had an issue with the draining blood, so when she was born, her brain just got flooded. And it got deprived of oxygen, so basically it, fl- it, um, it drowned. A lot of her d- brain just drowned until they could actually drain the fluid. So she grew up not being able to see very much, not being able to you know, taste very much, see very much walk she was very handicapped but she mentally was, as well as physically yeah. yeah she was very sweet she was so happy like she, I remember she would just sit in the kitchen and she would just like coo and caw and she would just be like unbelievable I feel like it's such a muster like when you see people that are like that you're like how am I complaining about like right. not having like Cheetos or whatever like I don't think I was necessarily like thinking of it as like muster at the time but right but you definitely First of all, just knowing you and the type of person you are, you subliminally got that message. I know friends that their kids, um, they have a kid with special needs and so on. The rest of the kids end up so much ahead socially, emotionally, psychologically than other kids. Just because they have responsibilities. They, they, before they come, even if they're not um, surface level consciously, processing the thought of wow look how lucky I am that I'm not like that it's around them they're they're, they're getting that and they're mm-hmm. feeling that and the parents are usually also not as material and worried about mm-hmm. the nail breaking and then you know so we have a plumbing leak like their right. lives are so much higher than that and so much more meaningful because that it has to be right so I'm sure you were so okay so she was so you were four when she was born uh, yeah, I was actually I was uh, my birthday was on November the thirteenth. Yeah, and then they were all born November the fourteenth. Oh, cool! So it was quite the birthday present. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure as the years went later and they had to only give them gifts. <laughs> so what's funny about that is um, so that order is there's myself and my younger brother. He was in July. And then there's the triplets. So it's basically five kids in five years, one day. Wow. Um, but there's one kid who's left out. And everybody else has a birthday within like. Two days, right? Oh, I see. Um, so what would end up happening? We have big tinnitus on this, as he would get like people would get like uh, give him gifts just because they felt bad because they give everybody else gifts. Like, what's so he shot? got he got twice. Yeah, I was like, what's the shot for him getting like gifts? We don't get gifts for the rest of the time, so he gets like double debt. That's not fair. Okay, so see so yeah, if Fike is that. Ha- see, I'm totally over it now. Right. <laughs> how you? How did your parents handle all that? Um, about having a. I'm sure that was Especially very tough for them. Yeah, I don't... You don't remember. Yeah. It was very tough to do that, but at the end of the day, they just had to, like, roll with it. They had to keep going with it. Was it... Was the... Commu- was their community? Was a church helpful? Was the... Yeah, we had a... Um, so, but it's nowhere close to the Jewish community at all. Like, there's no comparison to 
the Jewish community at all in, in terms of this and in terms of just about anything else. Right. It's more like you're alone than it's really like you're part of a community. Here, maybe it's like a great community would be like, maybe every once in a while someone would be like, hey, can I cook you dinner? Like, I'm sure it's very tough. Right. And that's like top, like, level. Like, wow, that's... So where was this? This was back in Arizona? Yeah, we were back in Arizona and then uh, we ended up moving um, shortly to Orlando, which was where the missionary headquarters were. Right. Because of the situation that they were in, they decided to work more back office inside of the... Okay. Mission. But their lives were still dedicated... For sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you... And how long were you in Orlando for? I was in Orlando for about 18 years. 18 years, so you were 23. Yeah, I have more parts of the story to tell before I... Okay, yeah, let me hear. ...from Exodus from uh, yeah. Orlando. Just like uh, you didn't do every pace off like their Exodus out of Right. I met Exodus to Orlando, We met Exodus to Orlando, yeah. Yeah. Um, so so then um, fast forwarding through quite a bit then when I'm about 11 and a half um, it was in summer uh, actually I found out later this was actually um, on Log Bomer um, that was my sister just passed away in the morning you were 11 so she yeah. was she was 7 six, 8 yeah, she was 6 from the 6 yeah. sorry yeah that bad math yeah 6 yeah. If I wouldn't have to keep saying it yeah. over and over again, then I would also probably mess it up. Okay. You're just being nice, yeah. So six years old, um, I, she passed away. And were you guys a, a tight-knit family? Yeah. I think when there's some sort of tragedy or something like that, like, right. we didn't really, we couldn't really go out because everything was, you know, you couldn't take your kids, like, do this. I mean, we did, like, some things, but right. largely it was stay home and try and make sure that everything's okay. And, and so was that, tight-knit that was the house a very... Godly house, like was very spiritual. Your parents always talking about God. Like, were they? They're bought in. Yeah, 100%, for sure. Yeah, yeah, amazing yeah. you that way. Mm-hmm. Prayers. Yeah. Like, what sure. different? What What different? What would you say was different about how you were brought up and your typical American kid, non-Jewish American kid? Like, what would? Mm-hmm. Um, there, church every Sunday. We'd go to like usually Bible studies and stuff like that. Do different prayers. My mom homeschooled us. So oh, part wow. of like homeschooling us was like also part of like you have different like things to read, different things to know. Was that for religious reasons or intel? I know your your family's pretty well, intellectual says, as well. <laughs> my mom, she was very concerned about making sure that her kids felt like they were smart. She felt like if she sent them to a public school system, they wouldn't get those ideas. They would get like a you know, just a number, or you're just going to get thrown into system and the public school system is just going to kind of beat you down you know you're a kid has more energy than others right. and all of a sudden the kid gets put in detention now he feels like he's a bad kid right. he's a bad kid he has energy so the school system not necessarily always built for that so it's less about concerned. religion and more about I think it was really both but that's what she says is that's right. she'll she'll say and she's very sweet so I, I I truly believe I think she did a wonderful job of really like raising us to really believe in ourselves and to really believe like Right, you're smart. Right, and and, and were all the siblings? Well, I guess the four of you. Mm-hmm. Um, well, like you know, in a Jewish home, if you have, I hate to say it, but the, if you have five kids, kind of, you might have one or two. They're like, not as much, or even maybe even less than that. Was everybody gung ho into the the Christian lifestyle? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It was, um, I mean, it'll change, but I have to, I'll probably have to go through timelines. Right. I don't want to skip too much. Okay. So anyway, um, 
sister passed away when I was 11 and a half. Yeah. And <laughs> I think just somebody from an outside perspective, it gets kind of easy to tell. Like, hey, come on, she had cerebral palsy. Like, you didn't think that was coming? She was very severely handicapped. Don't you know the numbers? Right. To me, she had a chazaka of being alive. She was my sister. Right. And have, like, an, I, like I've maybe one day, you know, I haven't been thinking thoughts. Like, man, I really wonder, like, is she going to marry, like, somebody, like, at like, 20 years old that's going to have, like, the same thing? Do you remember like, having those thoughts? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, you just have, like, dreams, like, things, right. like, you, like, wonder what's going to happen. You never, you never can imagine that something like that's going to happen. And she was, she was your, like, it sounds like you had a special connection with her. Yeah, she was, um, she really was unbelievable, and I, I think everybody, when they go through stuff like that, they have, like, different regrets. And I'll just have, like, one of my regrets is that we had this thing, because we were homeschooled, yeah. we had this thing that was on our list that was, like, you're supposed to, like, spend time with her. And it was, and it was a checkbox. And, you know, I would think I would just round it, like, sometimes I'd be like, eh, whatever, I spend some time with her, or whatever. And now I go back, I'm like, oh, I wish I would have spent more time with her. That was like a, a home... Uh, yeah, a home homework like a, Yeah, my mom wanted us to spend time with her. My mom sounds incredible. I, I met her, and I... But only for a few minutes. Wow. Okay. I, I, I just think, like, what a precious moment that could have been. What a precious right. 15 minutes that could have been. Okay. So I remember thinking that afterwards. Just like, oh, like, how could I have done that? Now, right. I, now, I, now I would... What would I do for 15 minutes? Right. I'm just making sure we're still good. Yeah. So, okay, so then what? So she passes away. Mm-hmm. Your parents, you guys. Mm-hmm. I wish I would honestly think about that. I should take that as like, what? Like the time that I'm spending with Rabbi, time, anytime. Like, am I guilty? Am I doing it like a checkbox? Like, I'm like, ugh. Or am I really like taking the most out of it? I, I should learn from that. I'm sure you do. Listen, it's. It's a hard balance. Shlomo Malach said, and in Kohelis, it's better to go to a, a mourner's house than to a party house. Mm-hmm. You're just going to come out a better person. You're going to love your, you're going to express your love to your family and to your friends. You're going to appreciate things more until you wake up the next day, if you're lucky. <laughs> if mm-hmm. you're not lucky, or you're not someone who thinks about it, and then 10 minutes later, you'll just be back to the same schlub. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, uh, yeah, there's plenty of chazals about how great death is for us. Mm-hmm. But, uh, okay, so... I think some of the milas of it in yeah. my own life, is, certainly at the time it was very dark and I had very rough times. But I was just thinking about the, the, the God that I'd always had grown up experiencing or being told about and whatnot was, God's always good and everything always works out for the best for you. And, and I was like, this isn't even fair. Were your parents preaching so that when she passed? Were they like not necessarily preaching that when they when she passed? Exactly. Not preaching it to others. I yeah, mean, like, no, no, no. But I'm saying they weren't yeah. necessarily telling us that. I don't think. Yeah. Um, we were just mourning. But I remember just like it. I remember strongly with it. I think mine. It was like she was unbelievable, and she. I felt like she definitely didn't deserve it. Right. And I don't think I'm so sovereign over my own life either. Right. Now I'm having to, you know, grapple with that at the time. And this doesn't all seem so good and so, like, cotton candy-ish. Right. So, Did you go to therapy? No. Is that religious reasons, or...? I don't really that, talk about it. Your parents didn't know... I mean, they must have understood, that obviously, that you are having a hard mm-hmm. time with it, but not as hard, perhaps, as... Yeah, they just knew I wasn't sleeping. Right. They didn't know, like, what was going on. So you had to deal with it... 
were were you guys able to talk to your parents in an open way and were they helpful in that or yeah I think so and I was probably more of a talker but I don't know for some reason I just like you know I can't exactly describe why my why I didn't like decide to like go and sprout certain parts of it but I think this part was just an internal thing that I was struggling with mm-hmm. maybe I did express it maybe they shouldn't give a good answer so it's just not something right. I remember Maybe they did give good answers, but I didn't remember. Whatever it is, is there is there the concept in in that type of Christianity of uh, uh, rabbi type personality that people go to? Or yeah, I remember one night, um, like a pastor came over, a pastor, and gave right. some, like consolation or something like that. I think it helped like that night, but it was still. He spoke with you guys as well, the kids. I happened to still be up. Uh-huh. So. You're the oldest, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. But I wasn't sleeping so much at night. Right. So I wasn't. So I was still up when he came over and I was right. talking to my parents, so I'm talking to him. Um, and so I remember one of the things I was thinking was the only reason I believe in this God as being this ball in the sky of fluffiness as I believed it was because my parents do. And that's not necessarily right. If I was born to, you know, Muslims or atheists or whatever. Right. I'd probably be doing that too. I'd be thinking that's right and keep going. So how do I know that I'm right? And so I remember thinking, you know what I should do? I should try and figure out if there's a God at all. And then if there is, then I should try and figure out which one's right. Is it Christianity, you know, Muslim, Judaism? Did you know any Jews at that point? Was Jewish no, on I, your radar at all? I was not in the Pesach part of Orlando. <laughs> oh, right, you're in Orlando. So the, the, these thoughts are happening at 12? Yeah, 11 and a half. 11 and a half. Mm-hmm. Which is like 6th grade, 7th grade maybe. No, 6th grade. I think so. I'm, I'm trying to think as I taught 6th grade. Like, did I ever have a kid that had a thought, let alone such a thought? Um, yeah, yeah. I, okay. It's, I mean, it's still pretty impressive, but... Okay, so you're having these thoughts, mm-hmm. and what did you share that with your parents? No, I was probably too afraid. Like I didn't want to. Their their whole thing is based on right. that there is a god and it's this, and me having thoughts that it's not. Like I didn't feel so comfortable. Right. I think sharing that. Maybe that's like a. I probably maybe I should have at the time. I don't, I don't necessarily know, but that was just how I felt. Was there, I, I, maybe because I just think about this like in super mm-hmm. religious families, was there corporal punishment? Because I, I, I mean, if, if you stepped out of line, you got, you got a potch. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think in the just the. Or more, if I didn't step out of line, there was uh, also a potch. Was there really? No. Uh, I, I think every kid has like a tightness, like if that happens. Right. Like, I didn't really do it wrong, I didn't, whatever. Yeah, oh, I see. I didn't learn the sick Was it your mom or your dad? Huh? <laughs> was it your mom or your dad? Dad. I don't think mom got involved. Uh-huh. In discipline at all? Uh, I think she would discipline, but it wasn't, hers wasn't like any physical. Right. Anything. Okay. All right, so now you're having these thoughts at 11 and a half. Uh, so now I'm having these thoughts, so I said, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to try and figure out if there's a God or not. And if so, what's right? So I sit down at a computer and um, I do research for, I don't know, like an hour. Um, and I basically come to the same conclusion I had before. I, I think, okay, I think Christianity is right at the time. That's what I thought. Right. And so it might seem like, okay, so that's not a, so a significant part of your story. But to me, it ended up being quite significant because now I'm basing it on what I really think is right. 
not just like okay whatever I'm just humming along drumming along doing it because my parents are doing it going to church but I'm going to church right now it's really mine I guess maybe it's like in, maybe it's not exactly right but it's not a checkbox anymore okay I'm doing it because I'm I really think it's right. right I really think this is like truth I really think there is a God I really think of and so then growing up when I started it made um, going to youth groups and it was a different experience because now instead of like okay now I was like I was really asking questions like well what about that what about this because now it was a sense of ownership now it was really mine right it just it came out different now I was asking bunches of questions on things that's because I was trying to right, challenge not the challenge to necessarily but right. I wanted to know the answers because now I was like okay now I'm up now I, now I care okay I think I cared before too, but I think it's just not comparable. Was that your main interest, like, were you, or sports, girls, anything else? But uh, no, main thing was, I think, religion. Also, I was I was pretty into sports. I was very into nutrition, like in like high school and stuff like that, um, and into like working on and stuff. Uh, girls, I was into, but I was like, honestly, I think this is like such a bracha from Hashem. That I was like, I was too scared. So I'd be like, uh, like, if that'd be something I like, I'd be like, I wouldn't ask. And then really? I'd wait like a week or two weeks, and then usually it would like fade out. So I'd tell myself like, okay, that's how I should know. Like that should be my derech, is I should wait one or two weeks. And then if I like don't really care anymore, then it's like, okay, and then that was just like this like little lustful thing he had. And it'd be fine. Amazing. And so, like, who knows? Like any one of these things, like you just look back and look back at your, like just look back at my life and go, wow. Like Hashem was like helping me the whole time, like. I could have just like easily like one relationship that ended up right. going somewhere then I'll no then you're like in Tuma forever yeah God rarely wins over a pretty girl <laughs> he, he, he loses that bet nine out of ten times <laughs> okay so that's incredible and, and you're going like to camps like bible camps type of places or? sometimes like stuff like that but most of the time I'm just like youth group and church and stuff like that okay and then um, I'm somewhat involved in like um in Christian things but we have like a very like because um, my parents are still working for this missionary organization and so we're with a bunch of families and I'm blessed to hang out with a bunch of kids that are also like that, that everybody's hyped up so just, yeah yeah so it's like a whole wave okay um, but even then even back then I was like I was the type that I didn't want to be put into like a particular box like I didn't want like to be like that guy like I was like you know, what about the other people that are around like I also want to be friends with them I also want to like talk to them be friends with them like I don't want to like only sit with you people I remember in high school one time I was like you know I felt really guilty because in the Christian idea like everybody's going to hell they don't believe it right and so I was like I just felt guilty I was like man I should be out there like I should be using my lunch hour more productively this is in high school yeah what to like help kids not go to hell yeah I was like I should be like going out there and like telling them like hey by the way like You'd be having a much better life, a much better afterlife if you don't. Uh, and oh, so for high school, you weren't homeschooled. No, for high school. Oh yeah, I forgot to tell that part. So basically, I'm a little like a little dorky, a little bit overweight um, kid. Then eighth grade, then eighth grade happens, and that's um, in Florida. That is end of middle school. You get pushed into right. the public school system. Um, not that it's necessarily like my mom like pushed me like it's like a bad thing I'm just saying now I'm right. in the public school system um, and so now like cargo pants like some like haircut that's like some bowl cut or something like that like those t- they, like some 
I would anything. love to see pictures. Yeah. No, probably not. <laughs> so, but anyway, if you could picture that kind of a kid, like walking to public school, like, ah, it's not going to work out so well. Um, you got picked on? Yeah. I was just like, I, it was, I remember getting so frustrated and like, so like, um, I don't know. I, I don't know how to like describe like when someone, when you're getting like picked on at school, like, I don't know what that feeling is. I don't know how to describe it, but. What, was it a constant thing? Like every morning you got to like, ah, oh, crack, I got to go to yeah. school again. Um, or no, it but once it was, in a while. It, no, but it was constant. Like, and like, I was like, oh. At in like eighth grade lunch, I knew there was going to be this guy that was going to like make fun of me or something. Oh, was that one guy? Was yeah, that, and there that, are maybe other people who might make like a joke here or there or something right. like that. But was that ever physical? Um, no, no. That's one of the things I think the miles of being taller is usually more. It has to be like a group of people, right? Wow. So and it was it was in public, like the guy would call you out and yeah. <sighs> so I remember from that. I'm saying oh, because I. I might have been that kid like had we been in the school together I, I would have been that one to do that to you I just did it to other poor kids that are somewhere now talking to some therapist about that white kid who did that to them yeah so I think he like I think he didn't mean it he wasn't like I don't think he was necessarily like and then they, he was like he's in 8th grade or whatever right. he's facing like social hierarchy he had his own issues and own problems and this is probably his way to deal with his, his problems and so, you know, if I were him, I'd probably be him. Right. That's what Vidal says. That's a great line. Yeah. If I were him, I'd probably be him. It's so simple, and that's so great. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Gotta use that. Okay. Um, and so at the time, I didn't think of that line. I didn't have that line. <laughs> right. So I was just, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Um, but I thought, I've got to, like, pay attention I've got to, like, fix this because I can't, like, keep going my life, like, people, like, picking on me and making fun. And so I was, like, paying attention, and I realized the people who win are the people when somebody else insults them, they insult them back, and it's even worse for the other person. Like, those people nobody touches, and everybody loves those people. Which people? The ones that... That they can zing back. Like, if somebody makes fun of them, then they can, like... Stand up for themselves. Yeah. Okay. But not just stand up for themselves. Like, they're very witty. Okay. And they can like take your words and like throw it back at you and like oh, there's like it's kind of like there's like some epic moment like I think yeah. I don't know like in some movie every like, high school movie has yeah that whatever moment, has yeah. some moments like oh like you got him I was like that's that's somebody that nobody picks on and so okay. maybe I can't like you know sit and be like the the coolest kid in the world maybe I can't like the most popular probably don't have the courage to pick up all that many girls might yeah. not have the looks either but I think. Like maybe do is I can try and learn about comedy and like try and figure out how to flip stuff on people. That's I'm like amazed about how intellectual and clear-headed you were at such a young age. Because I'm thinking back to that age where I uh, what I was doing was not that at all. Well, it's not so great because I basically I ended up like. I was watching a bunch of like Dave Chappelle and a bunch of like things like that. I've watched I think Dave one of Dave Chappelle's specials like bunches and bunches of times, and just like really trying to get an idea of how it worked. And so eventually, I think I started picking up on it, and then I ended up starting to be able to flip stuff on people. And then started like, but then it started flipping. Now I'm like going out and I'm looking for situations in which I can like make quick comments, make different things. So then all of a sudden, now I flip to being, oh. First, it was somebody doing it to me, and then I'm sure at other times I was being the perpetrator, and I was the one who was like, 
yeah. rape people and offending people. And I also wasn't like picking on people that were down, but I'm sure. Was it working for you? Were you getting more self-assured and popular? Yeah, yeah. It was working. Like I was like, I don't know. It's, for some degree, like I was like a class clown when I was in high school because okay. I was just like because I had this. Okay, even if a teacher saying something, like it didn't matter to me. Like I can. If I can, my whole goal was like my goal for the day was like I want to make people laugh, and not and they shouldn't go to hell. <laughs> yeah, I guess that was yeah that was also so I was like, but when I was in like class, like I was like that's my I okay. gotta be paying attention, and try and find ways to like throw something in. But I was so focused on like people's approval that I would be I'd be really tart about it. Like I'd be thinking about later in the day, like should have oh, said like, this. Yeah, I should have said that. I should have said this. I was like only like. I only think like 30% of the class laughed like man everyone else probably thought it was such an idiot for saying that like I had like very high standards for like what I yeah. should be should be doing so I remember like really bothering me so I was like I've got to get better got to get better but it was so unhealthy obviously um, but also during that time frame I was also like trying to like like I was making friends with like that, lots of different people so I had, I had a lot of different groups that I was involved in so I was like Christian kids whatever but I would like those are people that I could always go back to but then I would sometimes spend it over here with these kids and these kids so every high school has these different types of groups right. um, and so I would try and like get along with like a lot of different people and try and like meet them and talk to them and just be friends with like lots of people and so um, and so that was basically um, high school I have like definitely lots of interesting and funny stories inside of high school of like different things that happened but I honestly have to go into it um, but one of the things in high school is like I was like I gotta use my lunch hours more productively I gotta be like I think part of my thing with being friends with lots of people is I'm like I've gotta be a good influence on you know these Christian people they're all staying in their bubble in their circle and it's not helping anybody like okay fine so you had a good time and, and this wasn't from your parents saying this is what we do you should be out there you should no. be okay I was like all these other people they're the ones who like need like a good influence so how about you go out and like meet them and have conversations with them so I got to know lots and lots of different people and got to hopefully be a good influence on them were and you was hoping like I'd have, be able to have like a conversation with them about like spirituality and stuff I, like I was going to say were you over, overtly um proselytizing or no I was I was too chicken for that for the most part like I would feel very awkward in like situations like that yeah like, I think everybody knew like everybody knew I was very like religious and I cared about right. it a lot but I didn't I don't think I really forced it on people Okay. I think I was like more like their friend more like have fun make jokes be your friend and then hopefully they would just see like from me being who I am they might be interested right okay. that was my I, I think that was my idea but sometimes I would get a, like I was saying like some, this particular time in high school I was like I've gotta like go out so I remember there was this kid who was I would like go and like sit and like eat lunch with him like every day and I would talk to him about, like, hey, what about this, what about that? And he was this atheist guy, and I was trying to, like, tell him, like, hey, what are you just doing? It doesn't make sense. And so I kept arguing with him, and I was just slugging up his arguments, and, like, we were just going back and forth. It wasn't making sense. But eventually, one day, I was just like, you know, even if I could convince you 100% that, like, there is a God, would you believe in him? And he was like, no. I was like, you're telling me even if 100% you knew, 100% chance you knew that there was a God? That's frustrating. No. I was like, is he going to have a waste of my time this whole time? Okay, well, alright. So I, I don't think I did too much, uh, like, I was just, like, discouraged after that. Like, oh, man, is this how, like... So I was like, ah, oh, I don't know how to do that. Um, 
Let's see, what was it? Oh, and then later on in high school, um, towards the end of high school, um, there was one girl that I liked, and it actually ended up persisting longer. Um, well, there were other ones that were like that, but this one, I was like, I think I actually want to like this girl. This one, this is a hilarious story, so I'll just tell it's a little bit off topic. But um, I remember I was like, okay, I had kind of no clue. Like, back school, or like, it was just homeschool. I never had a girlfriend or anything like that, so I was. I was very awkward. Like, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know anything. I was like, you know what? I think how you do this is... I just had an idea of like, okay, this is what I want to do. So I'm like, okay, so I want to I date her. All right. So then I remember I was like... We went out to like some golf course or something like that. And they were like walking together. And then, and then I was like... I told this girl. Um, and then um, I said... I just like stopped. I was like, Carly? Yeah? I love you. That's that was your was just, opening line. This was not a date. You guys were with a bunch no, of other people. No, no, no. We were just like at that time we had been on like little like I guess like little things, whatever. Yeah, but it wasn't like we weren't dating or it was just like yeah informal. And so then the response back was, "I appreciate you." You gotta understand. I was so nervous at the time. Like I had no clue if this was gonna go good or bad. I don't know what she was gonna say. I was so scared because I was so focused on approval. Like I couldn't get over it. So then I was like, what's going to happen? So I was like, <gasps> and then when I heard a somewhat positive response, I was like, oh, it's positive. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> I appreciate you. Wow. As a response to I love you was, was mm-hmm. positive. Well, it's, it's generally like if you think of just like the term, it's not neutral. It's not bad. Right. It's generally positive. Right. But then I thought about it. And I was like, that's not positive. Like we're on totally different playing fields. Hold on one second. I'm just going to pause. Yeah. Sorry about that. So, I had this idea in my mind of how it would go. I didn't know if it would go good or bad. I thought it was appreciated, I thought it was in the general good category, and now all of a sudden I'm realizing, wow, we're totally on opposite trains of thought. And I was like, oh man. So I, was, I just had to be like, wait a second, hold on. You're not like, I just like basically called it out, so like, we're not on the same like, level at all. She's like, no, I kind of see this, like, kind of like the general, like, kind of friends, I think, like, no, I kind of like, like this, but I see you, like, more as a friend, this, or whatever. Like, I want to see, like, kind of where it goes, whatever. And so I was like, how old was it? How old was it? This, this time, I think I was, like, 17, or maybe, okay. I, maybe I just turned 18, but I'm not sure. I think yeah. I was 17 still. Were you driving, like, it's Orlando, you could drive at yeah, 16, yeah, 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 right? I was, yeah, yeah, so I was driving. Did you guys, did you grow up with, uh, like, did you have money? Um, my, no, my parents are not necessarily rich. So, did you ever feel? I don't know. Is Orlando like a wealthy community? Like, did you feel less the same? Is that, was I that ever an issue? About the same. I mean, during like the 2008 crisis, I I thought like money was a problem, and that I think makes me more cautious even till today about money and stuff like that. Uh huh. Um, but did they ever like talk about money, or they were spiritual people? They wasn't. Uh, not, not didn't talk about money all the time, and it wasn't wasn't a big topic. Right. Okay, so you had this big matzo ball hanging out, and you're you, you just told this girl you love her. Yeah, and she's like, no. and so I was like, okay. So I was like, and so she she gives me this like you know kind of like oh, I want to see where it goes. Like we have yeah. a lot of, like friend right now. Nah, nah, nah. And so I was like, no. Nah. It's either like in or out. Like I can't do like this in between. It's either like you're in and like we're dating, or you're out, and that's okay. But you just got to tell me that. Yeah. And so I was like, you got like 24 hours. And you can make your decision, yes or no. Wow, it's amazing how powerful that love is that you were okay with throwing it away. Right? If she said that she wasn't in fully, okay. I was feeling like, I can't, like, drag myself on. Like, even if I care, like, okay, so... 
sucks for you, but right, you know, it can't just like be like dragged on for like whatever. Right, I just you got to enter out. Okay, so she so, was. So then twenty of those like I don't know, or to start the clock, and it was like nineteen hours later or whatever. She's like, hey, come over, or whatever. So then it ended up she was like, no, I do want to, and so then we ended up dating. It was, um, but anyway, I was just telling a story like, cause like that was like one of the parts in high school, and she was very sweet. But in that time, she at the time was, like, she was, I think she, at the time she was, like, very, like, addicted to marijuana. Uh, so it seems like a total, like, stero to, like, wait, wait, I thought you were, like, this very religious person. Oh, she, me, she came off as very religious? No, not necessarily. Oh. That didn't necessarily bother me. Uh-huh. Because... That she was going to hell that didn't bother you. <laughs> oh. For some reason, like, there's this Christian idea of, like, you can, like, save the other person. Okay. So, like, there was, like, the idea of, like, that's the most romantic thing. It was, like, somebody who's, like, out, and, like, you, like, help them, like, bring them along. Okay, I can see Helps that. them save yeah. them or something like that. You end up becoming their, like, savior or whatever. Right. It's a weird complex, but, like, I think that was, like, part of it. It was, like, I could see that she was a great person. There was attraction that was there, and so it was, like, so I thought, like, okay. And so what ended up happening is she ended up, like, changing a lot throughout the relationship a ton so eventually she ended up like quitting the whole like drugs thing and just and she was very sweet she was like she was really unbelievable I think one of her like big milos is she was like very big in the chesed she was she was very sweet to other people and she cared a lot about other people um eventually at some point I got like counseled that like maybe what you should do is like separate a little bit take a little space and then see what she's like a little bit more on her own not completely but like See what's going on. Like, if it's just all you, or if, like, she's, I guess, bad to change. It turns out she just. What? She referred back. back. Yeah. Who gave you this counsel? Uh, some, like, uh, Christian guy. You were concerned about this. You had concerns whether Yeah, I had, she's... like, concerns if it was, like, okay. This is uh-huh. or not. And, and that, so how long did this go for? Uh, it was, like, nine months. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, um,. But anyway, at that point, I was getting, like... And then after that happened, I was getting, like... I think I got... Because now, she was basically... She had, like, become, like, somebody that was very close to us. And once, like, that was no longer a thing. I cried my... Like, as, like, a baby, I was so... Like, I was... It was... I don't know. I, I think, like, breaking up with somebody is, like, way worse than getting broken up with. You get broken up yeah, with, and it's, like... Depends okay, on what yeah, type yeah, of person you are. I'm sure. Yeah, but to me, like, I'm, like, I'm feeling so bad for her. Like, oh, Like... I, like I couldn't like I didn't want even want the words to come out of my mouth because it just felt so bad. If my wife was here. She would say, "I purposita," mm. which means something in Spanish. So how she like that thing. Yeah. Okay. Um. And so. Um, so what was it? Oh, so then, but now all of a sudden that was gone. I said, now I need like a like a gap. Like I had lots of friends, but now I was like in high school, so many of them had moved away and whatnot. And so, but I didn't have like I need like a really like a deep connection. So I ended up. Um, finding this like um, some people that were there um, that were like very Christian connecting in with these families and one of them was um, was I mean they were like very religious but I started like doing this like Bible study with one of them like every uh, Sunday after so I would go to church and then like later on I would do like this Bible study with them and what's Bible study? like you don't have Rashi and Tosos and oh they do they do no just kidding (laughs) I was like what just going over the same verses? like Yeah, and you're, like, thinking about what does that mean for your life, and, like, what do you uh, think that means, and, like, what is the story? And, okay. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, ultimately, it probably has more to do with, like, a therapist, almost, 
like think about like what are like things that you're like dealing with or and you're also trying to like read right like something trying to take moral lessons away from like just what you read okay I think is, is, is probably the, most of it so um, so then I was just getting more and more and more interested in it um, but um, to sorry to step back a little bit but a couple of years prior I had a big Kiddush I decided I think it was while in high school at the end of high school and I continued into college is I decided I was going to read the book that I professed to believe in and believe it or not that's actually a Kiddush by Christians like most Christians probably have not read through really the, whole book. the, yeah. old, the old Testament yeah Old Testament and New Testament they probably have not done that right um, some some portion of them m- might have Okay. Well, some portion of them certainly have, but I don't know what that proportion is. But probably most of them have not done that. So I thought, uh, if this is what I believe, I should at least read it and right. at least know what it says. And I was a little bit afraid that like some atheist, whatever in college or whatever, would come up to me and be like, oh. "Yeah, what if I was sitting with that atheist guy?" Like, and I was talking to him, he's like, "What about the whole slavery thing?" Like, ah. You went to school in Florida, where? Did you- yeah, in, in school in Florida. Yeah. Um, so what if they said to me, you know? What about that whole like slavery thing? Like, uh, I don't know. I, yeah. didn't even, I don't know. I didn't even look at it. I don't know anything about it. I was like, I, I want to tell me. I want to know what's there. So, Christian response is like, don't fall asleep during the first five books, because <laughs> for them, first five books, while there are stories and there are things that they can relate to, a lot of it's very unrelatable. It's hard yeah. to understand. Um, it's hard to really comprehend on almost any level if you're just reading the basic. Right, and just reading English for sure, and uh, and then other things are like a lot of it's like laws, and they think most of that's like completely done away with so to them. Like, why are you reading that? Like, it's completely irrelevant. Doesn't make any sense. So that was I decided I was going to do anything. I should start right. I'll start from the beginning. And I was keep going. So I started from the beginning. Gracious, kept going. And to me, I was so fascinated. Like, I was loving it. I was like, I was going into it. And, um, and one of the parts that really stuck out to me was in Vaikra. And uh, it talks about, like, um, kosher animals. So at this time, I was, like, very into my diet. And I was, I was doing, like, swimming and water polo. And I was doing, like, weightlifting also. So I was, like, very into, like, physique and whatnot. Like, trying to make sure that I was, I was making the right choices as far as eating goes. And so coming across um, this particular part says... Straight out, don't eat pork. I'm like, what? Wait a second. Everybody I know, I asked them, hey, you know, if I would ask them, what do you think? Do you think this was written by God? Do you think this is, God says this? Oh, no, yeah, for sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And let me ask you this. What's that that's sitting um, on your plate there? Oh, yeah, that's bacon. And you don't have a problem with that? Oh, it's how can you say that God for sure wrote it and said don't eat pork and then you just do it anyway it makes sense and so to me I was like ah oh. and then when I read through some other things there were other like contradictions I had I remember one of them I don't know if it was then or if it was later was um, when it says don't eat blood yeah I was like oh man like I gotta have everything well done so does it, was this did you pose this to your parents to, to any uh, Anyone else? Um, I pose this to some other people, but for me, at the time, these weren't so much, like, cautious on, like, the whole religion. These were, like, interesting things that I had. Right. And to me, I kind of thought of it as, like, oh, these might be, like, nice things to do. Like, okay, people 
might not do it, but maybe I'll do it. So I think for a Weren't while, you curious, like, I guess maybe there's a reason, like, if everybody's driving one way on the highway and you're going the other way, like, thinking, eh, maybe I'm something I'm missing here. Right. I was probably too arrogant at the time, like, you know, 18 right. or 19 or whatever, to think, like, oh, I could be wrong. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> no, I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I didn't really think I was wrong, but... Um, but yeah, I think that's probably a decent description. Is like I was like, uh, maybe I'll do it. So I, at the time, I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna stop eating pork. I think I picked it back up when I was in Argentina. <laughs> um, that was like after college. But anyway, were you, were you a good student? Um, fairly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mostly, I like relied on like tests. I really wasn't such a. I didn't really do so much like homework and. That kind of stuff. I would mainly just rely on like tests to like bump up grades and stuff. Okay. Um, so anyway, going into um, so then going into college now. Um, now I'm getting even more serious. I'm doing like more. Obviously, well, I'm doing more of the stuff. I'm getting more and more into it. Um, after college, um, oh, this is this is a cool story. I think. Um, so. At the end of college, I'm going there and I'm getting a, a business degree in management with a minor in sales. Because um, I was crazy enough to think that I wanted to do sales. <laughs> um, and so, um, people were getting like offers like to go like different places. And um, and so, I had like been going through interviews and I got some offers, but didn't work this and this and that. I was kind of had like this reputation for like being like picky and like nuts, wanting to go wherever. So, but now it's getting like towards the end. So, it's like, uh... What are you gonna do? You're gonna leave college and have no job. That doesn't look so good. Right. Um, and so I ended up at the very end getting an offer to go work for Amazon, AWS. They have like sell like um, you guys like cloud computing services. And so it was like a very uh, in the in the Goyish world, it's like a very hushed job. I was saying the Jews would say not, but I'm just saying like right. just like oh this go you know, work for AWS, go work for Amazon. Like oh very cool. So to me, I was like okay, this sounds like a good thing to do. Problem was is before this person I've been doing Bible study with, he had left and gone to Argentina um, to go do missionary work there, and so I told him I can't remember if I told him for sure that I was going to be in Argentina. I wanted I was going to go that summer, or if I just like oh it sounds great. I don't really remember what I said, but I felt like if I if I said it or I gave in or whatever, I felt like I should do it, and so but I was like I don't know because I also have this offer that's starting in the summer it also so I was like really trying to think about it the main thing was just thinking like should I go and work for this Amazon company so I did all this like trying to really think about it and trying to really like figure it out and do this like fasting stuff and try to like look into signs like oh you know oh wow I got an Amazon package you know wow must mean I must go to Amazon or something you know? were you praying were you a big prayer yeah <coughs> I was actually big into um, his boat it is back in the day <laughs> really uh huh um, but that was just, I didn't, like, necessarily learn about that or hear that from right. anybody or do anything. I, I just liked being out, like, in the forest or something like that, and, like, maybe I would, like, listen to songs, I would think, I would right. pray or whatever. So, um, so one of the times, I, I just was, like, I was really torn back and forth, couldn't figure out what to do about this particular decision, but I had this, like, it was, like, the last day, and I, like, went out to the, like, forest areas, like, behind my house. I was like, you know what? I can only work with the information that I have, and right now it feels like this is a smart and good decision to go with. So I was just talking to God, and I was like, you know what? If you want me to go to something else, yeah, I just have, I just need you to tell me to go do something else. But right now, I'm just going to act on everything that I know. And I'm just going to do that. I'm just going to go and 
go and work for Amazon. And like, I, I think that's probably a smart thing to do. I'm going to go with that, and then you want to tell me to do something else. And okay, fine. I come back inside, and then uh, my sister like greets me in the door, uh, like right in the in the doorway. One of the triplets. Yeah. Uh-huh. The triplets were two girls and one boy. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And so um, she ends up. Sh- um, she is like in high school, and she's very smart, and she um, gets like things. She get, used to get these little packets, like little like pamphlets to try and colleges trying to get to recruit her. To yeah. Them. Colleges, um, and she never shows that. She at least never showed them to me. Um, but, but she would like, for some reason, had one wanted to show me like one of these like things. So okay, so it was from uh, the University of Chicago, and um, on inside of the pamphlet, um, they had um, the University of Chicago students standing outside of a building. That building, it had Google that was just sitting on it. So I was thinking like that was one of the options that I was thinking about between AWS is like should I like try and like apply for Google should I try and like go for it I was like well, it was weird that Chicago University of Chicago is advertising for something that's in San Francisco we should be advertising for you know hey look at our campus they just advertise for them being outside of Google it's weird and yeah. also that my like sister showed it to me like right after I had this prayer I just asked like God, if you want, just be clear. That's all I'm asking for, and I'm just going to go ahead and do this unless there's some other sign. Right. I was like, you know what, maybe this is a sign. But I was like, okay, that's also crazy because I never applied for them. It's not like Google's easy to get into. It's not like, okay, it's like a hop, skip, and a jump. It's very tough. And so, like, legendarily. So I was like, I don't know if that's really smart. I was like, you know what, I'm going to call. So I called Amazon, the guy who was, like, the hiring manager. I said, all right, look, I have this, like, mission trip thing that I wanted to go on to this summer. I feel like I need to go on that trip because I just felt like I, I should like honor my word. I was like, you know, can you guys push off your start date for later? They said, we're Amazon, we don't push off our start dates. Gave me the ultimatum that I gave the girl. Or whatever. Right. Um, and, uh, and so then I said, okay, well, that makes a decision. I'm not doing it. I decided I'm gonna I'm gonna go and I'm gonna try and apply for Google and then in the meantime I'm gonna go on this like trip to Argentina. And so now I'm going out of college with no job. Seems like it's like a, such a stupid decision. I'm like, all right, well at least I'll go and apply to Google. So I go in and I try and I get like reference to get people that I know that work there to like put in my application. And then very shortly afterwards I see in like my inbox, nope, nope. I'm like, oh my gosh. I just turned down Amazon for this idea of like something on a on a pamphlet that had an outside of Google. Like, of course they were advertising for Google. Google's like they're like the number one company. Of course they're trying to say that they're, right. you know, their kids go to like the best company. You just turned down Amazon to go to not go for a job. Now go to Argentina, and they just walked out of college with no job. Like, congratulations. So now all these clear signs from God were getting fuzzy. Like, I, did I just screw this up? I just screwed this up. Wow. Okay. Well, so anyway, um, I go to Argentina and, uh, and then I come back. And which like, which uh, city? I went to Buenos Aires and then I went to um, I went to like a little town in Salta. It was like very small. My family's from Buenos Aires. My really? father grew up there. Yeah. Wow. I never went to like the Jewish side or anything like that. Yeah, it's a decent. It used to be much bigger. A lot of them moved out when the economy hit, and yeah. Which time? Uh, that's true. <laughs> My aunt is named Eva. After Eva Brom. Wow. Yeah, they were, she was born there after the war. 
my, wow. my family went there and uh, like a lot of Jews and uh, I have an aunt Eva wow yeah okay so you're in Buenos Aires yeah and then come back I'm there for like five weeks and uh, doing like this mission trip um, and so then I come back Th- that means doing missionary work that's what I would have thought but really it was more like helping out like people that were there it wasn't really so much of like who was paying who was paying your way um I think I was paying my way on that one okay um maybe they had like some like the organization like maybe paid some subsidized or something I'm not sure anyway so now I come back um and now I'm working for this uh, uh, there's like a friend that I have so I end up working for like a very small company and doing sales for that company and I'm ending up actually really enjoying it and like now I'm like really into this into this company and so now I'm doing like fairly well it's a pretty small company and then now we're like now we have having conversations about equity and like this kind of thing and I was like okay this could be like this could be big this could be really good I was like you know I've really gotta I've gotta leverage things better and I think what I need to do is I need to like get them with the feeling like I'm not like it's not Nevada that I'm gonna be there forever like I need them to have some like okay you might leave so they can like where where, where was this back in Orlando yeah yeah as I was driving like around the state um, mostly to Tampa and Jacksonville mostly to Tampa if anywhere yeah um, and so then I was like you know what I should just apply for like just jobs like it would be good if it was like a big company so I can you know get them and like show them like oh right I'll give it to um, I'll show them like a company that's that they'll uh, that they'll be like okay that was a big company so maybe there really is more whatever <laughs> so then I'm applying to like these companies and whatnot. Um, remember this one um where I just like I, there was somebody that I knew at the at this company and they like referred in my resume and whatnot and it was like not such an easy company to get um, a job into but or like interviews into but they gave me like an interview so I went to this interview talked to this recruiter I didn't really care like about working for this company um, and uh, and then he said something like at the end of the interview like oh you messed up your resume somewhere I was like what I I told him, like flat out no like I didn't do that. I couldn't believe it. Like, I worked yeah. so hard on was like, no, there's no chance. I didn't, like, no. Mm-mm. So it turns out, like, he, like, I looked, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I sent him, like, a draft instead of sending him, like, the final thing. Like, wow, what a mistake. I can't believe that I got an interview. Like, a company's very hard to yeah. get interviews. So I was like, so can I change it? And he's like, no. Yeah, you can put in, like, another, like, a file that they can look into, like, in additional right. documents. But your resume is stuck. Like, oh, my gosh. Anyway, I keep going, and we end up happy. It actually ends up being like a good interview process. And I keep going, and it was interesting because they asked like kind of weird, like off the wall kind of questions okay. in their interviews, and so it was very fun. Um, for me, anyway. So um, then at the end of the day, I end up getting an offer for this company. So I'm like, okay, now is like my time to like, you know, show this over to them and be like, hey, you know, what do you guys think? Like maybe I can get more equity. And so, um, and so then I'm telling one of my like mentors there about this um, offer about this company and he's saying and I didn't really I didn't know how I mean of like taking the job and he's like you know you should really consider it you should really think about it and he's like you know what I'll fast for him I was, I was like wait I was like, he's fasting for this I'm like I'm not like I've got to take this more seriously is fasting a part of the, is that a way to get answered like in prayer yeah for Christians yeah it's somewhat a big deal it depends on who you talk to but okay um, so he was like, yeah. I'm gonna, and by the way, fasting is drinking, and any liquids are fine. Oh. Are. Okay. Um, so it's really easy fasting. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So anyway, um, so I'm 
So now I'm like, okay, I gotta take this seriously, I guess. So I do the, um, so I'm, I'm doing the fasting, I'm really considering it, I'm thinking about it. And so then now it starts popping in my head, I'm like, oh yeah. This company that I've been talking about is Google. And now I'm remembering way back when I, like, said, look, God, all I need is you to show me a clear sign. Right. And I got rejected by Google, and I just completely forgot about it. And I was like, well, wait a second, hold on. Maybe this is the whole point. Maybe, like, this whole thing was so that I could Argentina do this and that, and maybe this is the whole point. Like, maybe now this is the time. It just wasn't the right time. Right. I was wait, like, this actually was Google? Yeah. Oh. Uh, that didn't hit you before that you were no because I, I didn't care I wasn't thinking about working right. for any other company I was thinking about it I was focused on like I want to get more equity in this company okay so now it just started opening my mind a little bit I was like ah oh. you know maybe this is a good idea like maybe this so is now you're in Google or about to be in Google with mm-hmm. a rough draft of a, a resume right okay so I end up taking I end up actually do end up taking the job I ended up going working for Google in Austin um, and believe it or not get this in Austin, I met the person who went through my resume. The person who, like... Right. So I was... I, in Google, they have, like, this, like, lunch program thing that you can just, like, have lunch with different people. And so there's one person that was in Austin. I got lunch with this person. I didn't know who it was. It's just you can get set up with random lunches with people. It's just... So you can have... It's like they're trying to do it for more community. Okay. Build, like, different people from different teams. So they provide lunch there. So you just, like... You go and you eat together. Okay. Um, and so... This person was the person who saw my resume and accepted it. Yeah. She remembered that. Like, she, she'd going through tons and tons of resumes. Right. She was like, I remember you. I remember your resume. And did you ask her, well, why in the world yeah, I was like, you? But I had spelling mistakes. Like, what did you... She's like, no, I saw through that. Like, I saw that it was... But, like, you didn't have much of a resume at that point. Yeah, it was, like, mostly like college stuff, whatever, yeah. Your cover... You had a cover... No. I didn't. Even, I really didn't care about going into like working for this company. Okay. But get this. This is this is. Where is she from? Argentina. Wow. So it was just like a. Yeah. To me, it was just like a. Moment. It's like I was like. Yeah. So now you moved to Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm. So now I don't have this whole Christian community thing that I had right. before. Now I'm out in like a foreign land. Boots. Uh, it's not really like a, Austin's very liberal. Okay. And Google, by the way, is very liberal. It's a big party. Uh, yeah, also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and very young. So, now I'm like, okay, so I've got to, like, find, like, a whole new church community. So I go do church shopping. So I'm going to the, this church, that church, trying to figure out, like, what's uh, right. what's a good, what's a being. Trying to figure out, like, where could I sit there and I would, like, really learn? And what community would I really connect with? And so... Um, I ended up going to different churches and this and that. But by now, I'd gone through, like, all of, like, the Tanakh and gone through the whole thing because I decided, like, I was going to... And you're, what, 23 now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so now when I'm going through... Now I'm going to these different churches. Actually, I might have... Yeah, I think I was 23. And so now I'm going through, and I'm thinking critically, obviously, because I'm trying to figure out, is this the right church or not? This is... And so now, when I'm hearing the pastor say different things, like, what? That doesn't make sense because of this story over here. So I was like, well, that doesn't make... Most of the time, I wouldn't bring it up. Um, but, you know, one time I can remember that I did. And I What's went a mess? What's... Yeah, give me an example. An example was, this one I remember, was um, it was basically like, you know, it doesn't matter, like, God will always forgive you. Like, 
doesn't matter what you do, like, don't have to worry about it, like, I'll always forgive you. Always, they're always second chances. And I was like, what? What about all those times, like, when people, like, died on the spot? Like, when uh, David said to bring in the Ark? Yeah. Or bring in the arm. I was on a cart. Right. And then fell. Someone touched you. And then, gone. I was like, that doesn't seem like a second chance. Like, it wasn't like, are you sure you want to talk to that? Right. Nothing like that. It's, I don't know. I haven't, learned, I haven't learned the Rashi on it, but, yeah. Didn't seem like it to me. Right. So I remember, like, afterwards, like, basically asking, like, straight up that question or something very similar to it. And I, I don't even, you know, the has probably had this happen, but ask, like, a, a question and somebody tries to answer it, but it seems like they've never thought about that question before. Right. And they're just, it's like they're talking, but the, it's, their mouth is disconnected from the brain. And you can just see, it's a very weird experience, but like, it just is totally discrediting. I don't, and so I was just like, I cannot, I can't go, I can't go here. I can't learn from like this. Right. <laughs> nah, I can't do it. So I, I was just going through my I just wasn't, I wasn't fitting in. I wasn't finding like a, maybe I wasn't finding somewhere else. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go somewhere. I'm going to try and be extra religious this weekend. I'm going to go somewhere on Saturday and also go somewhere on Sunday. And so the place I walked into on uh, Saturday was, um, you ever heard of like these like messianic places? It's a messianic Christian, like, uh, good. Um, they're basically these like Christians that think that Old Testament and New Testament, they fit like perfectly together. And, uh, they basically think that anything in the Old Testament, you should also do that stuff if you're a Christian. They think, like, the same... They would think Israel is, like, now also people who are, like, the... It's now transferred also to, like, the, that's also... The like, the Christian people, like... So you should be doing everything in the, in the past also. No, there are bunches of problems with this. It is really messy. But I didn't know that. So they call it messianic. Right. <laughs> that's good. Um, I, I heard one time it was, like, messiantics. <laughs> um, anyway... So I walked in there, and I also thought it was very strange, but probably for different reasons. Because I was used to when you're going in, there's like some worship service, whatever. It's like kind of like a rock concert kind of thing. Was there a liturgy like you, you, like like we have Carbonos Tukizimra with the not in the not in the Christian circles that I was in. In yeah. Catholics, there is like there's like a hymn book. Okay. Um, but um, but anyway, I walk in there, and like certain times, like they're speaking another language. I'm like. What is it, like, I'm at a mosque? Like, people, like, bowing down to, like, a wall? I'm like, the wall's not, like, God. Like, what are people bowing down towards? Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. But then they started saying some stuff in English. I was like, wait a second. Oh, this is, like, psalms. I'm like, gee, that's way better than, like, somebody getting up and, like, singing some song that was composed, like, ten years ago. Yeah. Somebody in, like, a basement. Whatever. So, I was like, all right. And then somebody gave, like, a speech that was, like, something I hadn't heard of at all before. And I probably wasn't in the regular track of, I don't know, 496 Christian sermons that are given on whatever. Which, like, you hear, like, a lot of the same concepts. Right. Um, it, was, it was not one of the same concepts. It was very detailed. It was, like, Old Testament stuff. So, like, whoa. So I was like, you know what? They had this, like, lunch thing that was, like, afterwards. So I was like, they have you know, being 23, 24 at the time, whatever. I was like, I'll save for that. <laughs> so I stayed for for that. 
This was your first Jewish experience. <laughs> free food and you stayed. Okay. Um, so I stayed and then I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to start asking some people some tough questions over here. But I don't really think what they're doing is right, but you know, I'll, I'll ask them some questions. So I'll decide, I, I threw out my, uh, my pork one. Okay, what about that? And they're like, uh, yeah, you shouldn't be eating it. It says it right there. I was like, what? That's an answer? I don't know that's an answer. Right. So, uh, were they not eating it or they were saying if they're you not eating it they don't they weren't eating yeah. it yeah okay and so I was like whoa I didn't even know that was, a, that, was a, that was an acceptable response I didn't I didn't I didn't look down to see all the choices on the list I right. thought there was either like A you're wrong B like I don't know you're still wrong <laughs> um, so anyway um, after like some exposure I was like you know this makes a lot more sense to try and like say the Old Testament stuff and like try and say you know God didn't change his mind he didn't like forget and be like oh wow oops sorry hold on okay stop we're gonna go back like, that doesn't make any sense right I was like this this seems to make more sense so you know I think I'm gonna go ahead and give it a shot like I'm gonna I think this is right so now I'm like okay so you think I'd walk in here and I'd be like wow oh, I'd be so excited I'd be finding more of the truth but really I was so afraid because all of a sudden I have all these things that I didn't know about I still didn't know about that now all of a sudden God's expecting me to do and has been expecting me to do this whole time right what am I supposed to do well, and throughout all this are you calling your parents and be like mom dad what, what's going on now? eventually because I'm, I'm like I had to have me to that you know what once I really figure out what the truth is like they're going to be so excited to hear about like, what the real truth is right they're going to really want to know and like when I tell them and I give them like really good like proofs really good ideas like they're going to be like wow like, thank you so much I could have gone my whole life like not knowing this no you need to come home like we're going to get you like a steak dinner like we're going to really treat you our great son who like brought us to such truth brought the wow. truth and light yeah yeah. somehow that didn't work out that way <laughs> I don't know why but uh, so basically when I would like have these conversations with them like eventually I got like so into it that I could really slug them up and so it wasn't useful to have conversations with them about this stuff anymore because I couldn't and they, it wasn't like they were like oh I guess, I guess you're right so now let's turn that way yeah no definitely not right um, so I couldn't really defeat my arguments but it would just like go and off in different directions were they admitting they couldn't defeat your arguments or they were they were coming back with something that in their minds made sense but you were like come on stop it I think on most people um, maybe this isn't true 100%. no I'm saying it's like that atheist people, said maybe yeah. maybe you prove them but I'm still not moving mm-hmm. right no I think what they were more their other thing was more like deflecting like okay I can't ask that question but then they would just say something else okay and so now it would be like okay you didn't answer that question but now you've moved on to something else right so I don't think I was as directed to, at the time to be like okay you didn't answer that question got it Did you agree to me no so anyway um so now I'm like I'm very afraid of what's gonna happen because there's all the stuff I'm supposed to do but I don't know how to do anything so now I remember one of the first weeks it was like I saw like it was about tzitzis I saw like like you're supposed to have them on the four corners of your garment or something like that I was like I don't have a four corner garment it was God want me to do like wear a cape (laughs) I don't know so then somebody said to me no 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 no." so back in the day they used to wear these like toga things right and uh, and so they used to wear these like toga things. And so now we don't wear that. 
now we wear jeans, we wear this and that. I don't know. I always know the from world, I want to wear jeans because I said that. <laughs> um, just kidding. So, you know, now we wear jeans, so what you should do is you should just tie strings on your belt loops. And that's going to be like the four corners of your person. Okay. Crazy, right? Well, what type of strings? Like, you'd go to Home Depot and get some string? That's another conversation. But, um, but just at the surface level, like, yeah. that's what they... That's and they were doing that? People yeah. were walking around with strings? They were, they were at least do it on Saturday. On Saturday, mm-hmm. you saw guys walking around with strings tied to their... Belt loops, yeah. What, what, uh, but what were the strings? Oh, I'll get there. Yeah. And so, just this argument, he was saying, you know what, you should just tie them on your belt loops. Okay. Like crazy. But I bought it. I bought a hook, line, and sinker. I was like, all right. So we had like, he had like, I guess like string, maybe it was like craft string or something like that, or whatever it was. And so he like showed me how to like tie him up. And so like, I tied him up. Was there a, a way to do it or just tie it on? Uh, was it was, 7, 8, 11, 13, 2? I think actually they did. They, they, like, they copied like the Jewish way of like doing it or something like that. Interesting. Um, so I just like tied, and of course there's a blue string. Uh, ha- area. Yeah? Yeah. That's because that's what's translated for them in English. Like, oh, right, 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 right. Okay. So they're like, okay, we got to do blue. And some people have like little purple things or whatever. Right. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, I was like walking around like wearing these things in the belt loops. Now, of course, one, I'm not chai because I'm not Jewish. And two, I didn't know about kiyom mitzvah or anything like that. Right. You're only chayev if you're actually wearing right. a four-corner garment. But to me, I thought, hey, it says you're supposed to do it. And I'm certainly not somebody who's uh, who's putter because of mitzvah zaseh my grandma. Right. <laughs> I'm kidding. I have to do like that. But I was like, it says to do it, so I should do it. Like, I'm, I have some expectation on me that God is uh, saying that I should do it. So, okay, I'll, I'll do it. So... I didn't see anywhere that it said like you only have to wear it one day a week so I'm out there wearing it all the time to work and were people asking questions I think so I think people that are liberal are way too scared like when they see somebody who's like very religious like they'll think things I think but like as far as asking that question it's like too scary because they don't want they don't want that experience right because I've been had the question asked like in airports and whatever my yarmulke my titsis my payas right but but you're walking with just strings and no yarmulke and no yeah okay so I was um oh, what about shaving huh what about shaving you shouldn't pass a razor on your skin were you shaving uh, I did actually grow out like facial hair right I didn't really know what that meant if it was like what's the corner of your head exactly right okay um yeah I don't remember exactly what I did with that were you resting on the seventh day Whatever, like resting is right. Like to them, like they don't have like the malachos. They don't. They don't look into the second right. parak of uh, of Shabbos. Right. So, you know, what can you do? Um, so they honestly broke Hashem, like because they could be chayv misa if they like actually kept Shabbos. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, it's, it's complicated. Uh, like everything. It's no, but not, like if they actually did, if they actually knew how the to shame did. the Shabbos, it would would be a problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ashara, do they need to be warned? Okay, this is not a. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. the going don't need that. 
Like the guy need us, or it's it's. Is they gonna need mitzvahs because the only I think Amakos says that the only reason that you give um, Ashar is to figure out someone's mitzvah to Bishoke. Right. To, it's, so that's, that's why Chavas. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I, I don't really know the answer, but anyway. So anyway, resting on the seventh day to them just meant um, don't do work. Like don't like go out to work. Don't get a paycheck. Right. Whatever. And I felt like, okay, check. Um, so, oh, another one was um, was shotness. So shotness, and uh, I think there's two different parts in the term. One of them says not to mix wool and linen. The other one says just don't mix. It just says right. strong. So to me, I couldn't tell. Like, are they talking about the same thing or are they talking about different things? Meaning, are really both of them saying don't mix wool and linen? Or are they saying don't mix anything, but especially don't mix wool and linen? Yeah. And you weren't like, what the heck does God care about this? Like, why? You just God said it, so. I was like, I didn't make the rules. Right. I don't know. It's his world, I'm just living in it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So, I do. So then I'm just like, I'm stuck right now. So I'm stuck between, like, what do I do? What I end up doing, of course, I'm going to look home, <laughs> And I decided I'm going to look through all my clothes and look on those little, like, back tags. Just like your maiden. Right. You know, some Asian, insert Asian country here. Yeah. Whatever it is. So, looking through and seeing, okay, does it have 100% this? Okay, that's good. 50 50, whatever it was, doesn't matter if it's like cotton, span, right. whatever. Can't wear it. Wow. Looking through all my stuff, and I'm figuring out what do I have, what do I have, what do I have, what do I have. I'm going to try myself something to wear. The thing I couldn't figure out is socks. Socks don't have those like, little tags. So, I was like, okay, I'm going to be a nut. I'm going to go, like, wear, like, my boots. I'm going to Walmart and, like, go get, like, socks that are, like, 100%. Uh, yeah. Okay, it's hot, it's this and that, but I'm making one trip. I go out to Walmart, flipping through, flipping through, I'm like, okay, no, 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 no. What? There are no socks in Walmart that have like 100%? All of them are mixed? These liberals trying to make people not follow. <laughs> I'm a little. Okay. So, let's see, your socks are now kosher. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> so I don't know how long it took. It was probably like months before I could find actual socks to wear. Oh, it. So you walk around for months in the hot Texas <laughs> with boots. You, might, you definitely didn't have too many friends. I mean, that smell would have been okay. So I think I didn't have friends for other reasons, but this added <laughs> okay. on. I'm just kidding. Yeah, so I'm in Austin, have these strings tied to my belt loops. Walk around with no socks. Um. Yeah, I was definitely fulfilling the motto of keep Austin weird that's for sure <laughs> is that a thing keep Austin weird yeah that's like the I guess the tagline Let's okay see. so I remember going to an event it was later on and it was like some technology networking event just after the event um, somebody comes up to me pretty close to right afterwards and then says to me um, what are those that are hanging on your belt loops was that the first time someone finally asked you? Uh, maybe other people had asked it. Yeah. This is definitely a memorable moment. Yeah. And to me, I was like, ha ha ha. Now I'm going to get to show off all my expertise, all this research that I've done, all this, this, and that. Well, to know behind the scenes, this guy, um, his dad is Jewish, his mom is not. And a lot of, like, cure of experience, he used to go to, like, different things when he was in college at the University of Texas all the time. So he knew a lot. <laughs> he knew enough to know that I was crazy. 
So here's a non-Jew. <laughs> he knew he was non-Jewish? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I think he had thought about converting and stuff like that, and that's probably why he was so involved in the care of okay. um, when he was in University of Texas. So anyway, that's behind the scenes. I didn't know that. It's just somebody who comes up to me at a networking event. And so he's asking about, you know, my strings on my belt loops. So I'm like, ah, like, now I'm going to share him this information I have. So now I'm like going full force at him. <laughs> you know, oh, you don't have to wear a toga. This and that, belt loops. And instead of saying, wow, you're wrong. Because we said something to the effect of like, wow, that's interesting. Tell me more. So we ended up developing uh, like a relationship and I ended up like, uh, you know, finally someone wants to hear my <laughs> cracks up ideas. And, uh, and so we ended up schmoozing and I, I can't believe this. So we ended up schmoozing. We went over, it was such a good conversation. We ended up going to the bar next door and continuing after the networking event. And it was me, this guy, this like Baptist and an atheist. And we're all sitting around at this bar talking about religion. Sounds like the beginning of a joke. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not sure if I'm like the, the butt of the joke at this point. Or right. Um, but anyway, me and him end up staying in touch. Then further down the road, he ends up, uh, I believe it was over text, saying, that, hey, there's some, this is a perm event that my um, cure rabbi in Austin would do. You should come to this thing. And to me at the time, you know, I didn't really necessarily know what Purim was and whatever religion. I knew a little bit. Um, the thing I definitely didn't know about was Jews. <laughs> so, like, I don't know. What if I tell them that, you know, that I believe differently than they do, that at the time that I believed in Yeshka and I believed in the New Testament and whatnot? Am I going to get stoned at the end <laughs> of the night there? Well, it was Purim. You were bound to get stoned one way or another. <laughs> um, that's a good one. I should use that. That's a good line. Um, it's yours <laughs> if you're ever speaking in front of anybody who's never listened to Anonymous Heroes you can use it and say it's yours yeah and then everyone will be like hey I heard that Anonymous Heroes and that wasn't yours um, so anyway so I, I just thought like well I don't have to tell them and I can just have a poker face and go and calm but they'll never know I know what I mean like I just I can't I don't have a poker face like, it's just not how I work so Anyway, I said I'm going to go. So I go to this religious event. It's not as much a religious event as I thought it'd be. <laughs> um, first of all, it's a cure of uh, things. So there's right. like a bunch of people who are at various stages of their journey. Right. Um, but your purpose in going was what? To find out more about religion, about another religion? I figured that they know a lot about the things that I'm trying to do. Because uh-huh. they've been doing it, even though they're a different religion. Yeah, so it doesn't mean they're necessarily right, but I figured like they probably have a good idea of what they're doing, so I could like learn something. Interesting. Okay, so go to see if I can learn. And it's well, not the people that I thought it would be, right? And definitely not the type of event. Think about coming from someone from a background where wine is like that little thing that oh. people replace like grape juice with and put it next to like communion like little crackers. Coming from that background, and then coming to, like, Alcoholics Anonymous, or whatever, like, all that, then coming into this, where it's a bunch of drinking, it's like, this is not a religious event. Well, what do you mean by Alcoholics Anonymous? Oh, I'm saying Alcoholics Anonymous started somewhere. Oh, started yeah, yeah. in I think it started in, like, some church or something. It like did. That. People got yeah, yeah. So I'm just saying, like, that whole background, like, the Christian idea generally on alcohol uh-huh. is generally got it. a saucer. Um, right. And maybe a little of this and that here and there, but generally a saucer. 
So that's the background I came from was, and then all of a sudden I'm jumping in here to Perm. And thinking of this as a religious event is difficult for me to imagine. But I end up sticking it out and staying for a while, probably in my own corner or whatever. Rabbi gets up and gives a speech about um, Purim and Yom Kippur. Um, Yom Kippurim. Right. Uh, that Yom Kippur is like Purim. And that there's a mile or two removing yourself from the physical world, but even on a higher level, if you can utilize the resources in the world in the right way and get it to even a higher level and just abstain from it. Right. From a background that had... Um, I guess sanctified monks like they were the holiest this was a big finish <laughs> right so to me I thought wow there's really something here I should probably come around every once in a while maybe I'll learn more I'll get more gems so I decided every once in a while to come for like Shabbos meals and whatnot so I'd go to like this messianic service in the morning and I'd go to this um, and go to like a Shabbos meal at Rabbi's house the rabbi knew who you were at all? You just said when he was... I think it was so hard for him to figure out that it wasn't Jewish. I think yeah. it was the second time that he was, uh, was asking me to like, light candles and stuff. But uh, I was the worst Shabbos guy ever. Because at the time, I was thinking I shouldn't light fires. <laughs> the things they would like for me to have been doing, I thought I wasn't supposed to be doing. That wasn't exactly so helpful. Um, but he was very warm and very welcoming, that's for sure. I felt like I was learning a lot. For the next period of months or whatnot that I was kind of going to both, I really felt like I was in a tug of war. Were you going for classes also or just Shabbos? Basically just Shabbos. Okay. And sometimes I think, you know, there's really, there's something here, like maybe this really is right. And then other times I think, no, I've got to be, can't be out of the wrong one. Back and forth, talk this, that. So, um, I think maybe in like three months' time or so, somewhere, I'm not exactly sure how long it was, they had a shop that was down in Houston. So, Austin, not generally such like a firm community, and there's not generally a whole bunch of people walking around that are not keeping Shabbos. Um, they're all in like one area, but Houston has that central area. Right. And so, this is a part of the story that usually I like having a very clear and concise story, being able to tell like this point to this point to this point. This is a part where it kind of breaks down. So I'm not really sure what the effect was. Somehow I was able to go down to Houston with them. And that community just had an effect on me. I don't think it was this particular speech or particular conversation or like some moment in davening. It wasn't like, uh, I can't point to one thing. Like I remember coming back and thinking, I've got to be 11 and a half again. You got to start over. When I was 11 and a half, I went through the cheshbon of is there God and if there is then what's right right and now I'm sitting in this tug of war and I've got to do that again and it's been more than an hour this time for sure and really think it through like what's what's the right path so I decided I'm going to sit down and really figure out what's the right path um, so I sit down and uh, now I'm doing the research and I'm particularly like this Google talk I'm really going at it, going arguments, counter-arguments, and really doing a lot of research on things. Uh, online and books? Yeah, online and different things, and different, like, share and stuff like that that I would look through. Did you happen on, like, Aisha Torah or Ask the Rabbi or 
Like those websites? Or? Yeah, I think things like that I would use. Um, something like debates and things like that. I'm not sure like all of the places I looked for because it was different depending on what I was looking up. Especially if I was looking for like Christian answers or things. How, over how long of a period is this? Um, I'm not really sure. I was just trying to figure out the answer so I didn't have a... So it wasn't like a night or two nights. It was over a period of weeks, months, yeah, or whatever. Whatever okay. it was. Yeah. And so, um, eventually when I started putting it together, there were some answers that I could answer, and then there were some answers that I just could not find answers to. I mean, I was specifically looking into, like, is a version of Christianity, like any of them that I've been exposed to, does that seem reasonable, does that seem right? So I was putting together this thing, and so I had answers to some, and not answers to others. And your parents, this, throughout all this... Clueless. Uh, pretty much. But I'd already... They couldn't really answer my questions anyway. So right. Because at this point, it wasn't like a helpful resource. They Siblings? Were they in the... Not really. Okay. I didn't I didn't think they would be helpful resources either. But I would have more knowledge in them. I'd be more educating them. On, I couldn't really ask them. I right. And so... And besides, I think what I was trying to do is I was trying to figure out like what's right for my... Um, like really trying to figure out what the truth is. And so... You could ask other people their opinions on it, but right. it wasn't necessarily my goal. So, uh, eventually when I'm putting together this long document, I end up seeing like a bunch of these like uh, answers or questions that didn't have answers to in these different contradictions, and I just saw a whole list of them. And then eventually, I, late um, 11.30 at night or something, and look at this, and I just, well... I've been wrong my life. Wow. And so now what? You gotta turn somewhere. I remember this is a funny story, I think. Um, I, uh, there was something to it that I just felt like I had to, like, say it out loud. At this point, I was in, like, some, like, co-working space. It was very late night, no one was there. Um, and so I just felt like, for some reason, I had to say it. I just had to say, like, you know, whatever it was, like, Yishka's not real, or is wrong says it's wrong something I just felt like for some reason I just had to say it I don't know why I just felt that way yeah like alright I gotta whip up. I gotta instill some sort of courage and like, right, I'm gonna say it I bolster myself up and instead it said something to the effect of like Yashka's not real or Yashka's not right out loud mm-hmm. yeah and all of a sudden over the loudspeakers like something like Jesus take the wheel song comes on and I start freaking out. I'm like, is this it for me? Like, now, like, I said the wrong thing, and now it's like, you're going to hell, or <laughs> I was like, no, ah, like, I made the wrong, I made the wrong move. And now, like, no, even if, like, an angel comes, like, tries to get me, like, I'll show him, like, I'll prove to him, like, the Yishka's not right, and the New Testament's wrong. Torah la bashamayimi. And I ended up, still because no one was there, it was dark, and I was, so I ended up looking all around. Turns out, like, um, I think the owners had, like, come, like, a late night or something like that. So there actually was people there, and they ended up putting on... I didn't... I don't... I still don't even think they were Christian, but for some reason, they put on a song, and then the first words of whatever that song is, or the chorus or whatever, just came on randomly just at the time when I decided to say it. I was like, this, uh... You don't think they heard you and did it? No, they were in, like, a totally different place. I don't think they even knew that I was there. I think they were right. surprised that I was there. Um, so... 
Yeah, it was definitely... That takes a lot of conviction <laughs> to have that happen and still move forward. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I, um, so I'm like, okay, now I really got to figure out what's right and what's true. So I'm going through, I'm putting in the research, I'm trying to figure out what's right and true. And now I'm basically thinking, okay, if Christianity's not right, polytheism just didn't make a lot of sense to me. Couldn't really even get to a starting place with that. Right. So that wasn't really in the conversation for me. The ones that were mainly in conversation were Judaism, because I was obviously exposed to that. Um, Muslim to some degree, but um, because of their somewhat close ties to Christianity, it was easier for me to not look into that too quickly. Because it's like a building. Like, you know, if Mahabdi someone were to think that Judaism wasn't right, they're probably not going to consider Christianity right. built on it. It's obviously Lahabil, Lahabils, but they um, kind of felt the same way about Muslim. I looked, there were like some things that were off about it, but I didn't look into it too deeply. And then, um, so the main ones were probably Judaism and atheism. Those were probably the main ones I was looking into. Um, and so, um, after looking into it and doing a bunch of research, basically, I came to the conclusion at the end that, you know, the luckiest person in the world. You're born to MS, you're born to truth. You're born into a very close relationship with Hashem. Were you talking with the rabbi at all during this? Um, not particularly about this, I was doing this. I actually don't know if he's heard my whole story like this, but... Wow. Um, rabbi, if you're listening, thanks so much. <laughs> okay. Um, so, um, so then I decide, you know, it could be a Noah Hyde or I could go ahead and try and convert and try and be Jewish. Right. Um, so I felt like I had, like, I felt like I should try and live up to my potential. And basically, one of the things my rabbi told me is when I, like, asked him about, there's a halachas about, it comes from um, Rus that you're supposed to turn away. Right. He's interested in converting three times. Which, you know, coming from a Christian background, that's like a, turning a whole world on its head. Right. <laughs> Um, so one of the ones when I um, just asked him like just curious and interested what would a conversion process look like um, he answered me a very tailored answer I think one of his milas is being able to target things really nicely and tightly toward the person I think he knows the person really well just based on any, like certain intuition um, and so just said you know hold on a second you can just do seven things you'd be considered righteous you rarely will ever run into an issue where you might actually do something wrong right very rare I'm saying for me you know I could wake up and in five minutes I can have, have a whole bunch of opportunities for to do things wrong I, I think for and to somebody who was so freaked out for not doing something wrong they didn't wear socks for like weeks <laughs> it's a pretty tailored answer Tailored response. So I think my um, that threw me off for a while. I think my th- answer to that question is a very strong question. Was that's true that there are more opportunities to make mistakes, but I thought there are also more opportunities to get closer. And you know, I certainly do make my fair share of mistakes. Um, you know, um, Rabbi Mendel, I think, said one time, a very fireful said, 
it makes like thousands of mistakes a day or something like that. And that gave me like a certain sense. This is like way after, but right. a certain sense that's like a reassuring thing to think about is that there are like okay, yes, this part of life is making mistakes, and you try and make truth, and you try and make truth out, and try and get better and better. Right. They say that uh, Arab uh, Rabbi Levin actually said in a shirt that he said quote from a few different places, but this is what's pretty well accepted from many is. We are not faulted for making mistakes. Hashem built us to make mistakes. We're faulted for not trying to, to repair them. It's it Really, when we get to Shemayim, he's not like, oh, you did this Avera. He'll say, how come you didn't do Tshuva on that Avera? Because after that, you've had a clear thought. And after that, so there you had a <clears throat> you had a desire, and it was very strong, and you went ahead. All right, I, I built you like that, and I'm the one who built that desire. Mm-hmm. I get that. But how come you didn't try to fix it afterwards? That's what he's going to get us on. Oh. Oh, I thought I had a certain like Christmas in me. I felt like I, I hope that I could live up to my potential, and I hope I could really try and give it my best effort. Um, and so I decided I was going to go ahead and give it a shot and try and roll the marbles and use everything that Hashem has given me, hopefully, um, and try and become a yid. And so I, um, I start the process, um, and so I'm going down to this Houston community now. I'm very like. Shabbos, because that's where the basin is. So I wanted to like be in front of them all the time. So I know I'm serious. No, I really put you in touch with that court, that rabbi. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And uh, and so then, I'm probably nine or ten weeks in. Corona. Oh, so this is two years ago, right, yeah. approximately. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, everything goes on pause. And I'm like, oh man, like this is something that's like it's so important to me, and now like. It's all on pause. Like, when will it come back? Will it come back? And, uh... And so, um... We ended up, um... had, like, a small minion that was in, uh... Austin of people who, like... Were, thank God, young, healthy, and well. And, uh... But we're still able to have a legal way to have a minion, and we really felt like we should be dominating for the world at that time like a lot of people couldn't have any on them Rosh Hashem we could so we thought we could just dominate for the world and be a great thing so I remember going through that and it really helped me through you know uh, obviously a tough time did you feel it was a like God I'm about to get close to you and now you're doing this to stop me or um no I didn't think that I, I think I was just frustrated by the process yeah. Like, oh, come on, just. No, I'm serious. Like, just, you know, both of his stops, like, do or Zoom, do whatever. Right. You know. Was it Bezin helpful or did they keep pushing back? Did they. Um. I think it was. I think they probably had other things that were, like, top of their mind at the time. Because they've got their own communities of their own. Right. It was based in during uh, times when people are, like, their parents and grandparents or whatever are dying left and right. Right. In New York, and there people are freaking out. They probably had better things to think about than right. what is one person. Oh, sorry for the clicking noise. Maybe I heard it. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's so. It was basically seemed like it was on pause, um, but at least I had a community around me of people. Um, then I remember <laughs> during um, close to Pesach. Uh, there was a bunch of conversation about like this is going to be like the Pesach right everyone thought 
Yeah, like, uh People wearing a mask, people being... This, like, perfect time for Mashiach and, and play again. Um, and in one sense, I was, like, happy for Claudia Sorrell, but that really too convincing with myself to, like, have that, but I was like, oh, man, like, can I... Can you Mashiach just wait, like, just one, like, a little bit, like, I'll... Just let me get slide in, and then we're ready to go. <laughs> um, but I... Let's see. But then we went through Pesach and went through a while, and things were still uh, not going. Houston was uh, very conservative um, by the process, uh, meaning their community was, really wasn't open for a while. They were trying to be right. safe about that. Minyan overall. Then we um, the night after Marav, then uh, my rabbi uh, came up to me and said, you know, "What would you think about going to yeshiva?" I mean, that was such a strange thought. Because, like, I hadn't really thought of I mean, I thought of You were working all this time. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I thought, like, you know, that might be a nice thing to do, but, like, after conversion, I don't know for how long, like, maybe a little while or whatever. Right. Yeah. That was a strange thought to me. I really think... Oh, another thing, I, I skipped this part of the story. Um, we did... And we, did we had, like, an Olami um, trip that was going to the Sima Shas. Yeah. So... I was like, okay, that'd be, I don't really know what I didn't know what Steam was like, but maybe that'd be a nice thing to go to. At the time I hadn't like converted yet. Right. And so probably them flying through not Jewish but to see him a shas. Probably didn't make much sense. So they didn't accept me to go on the trip and pay for me to go. And now I get it. But at the time I was like, oh come on. And so at the time I was like, you know what? I gotta start learning Dafyomi. Now they're gonna like exclude me from it, and I like I gotta like I'm gonna <laughs> try and do it. So I started learning Dafyomi, like you know, what they talk about, like Lolishma. <laughs> um, and uh, <laughs> I've kept it up um, since then. Yeah. So anyway, um, are you gonna make a seam from when you started? Or from when you were Jewish? It's a great question. I actually asked this question to um, to uh, Rosh Hashiva because once I actually did convert, I had a Shaila. If I make seams on the ones, on the Masechtas that I learned in the right. past, if I'm like, okay, now like I'm ready, now I'll make like four or five seams, something like that. Right. right from bad. Maybe it was maybe like three or four, whatever it was. Um, and uh, Rosh Hashiva said, no, Rosh Hashem, you'll have many more seams in the future. Start from... Your baby, everything before was in the womb. We don't make CM. It's interesting. It would be like that, right? We all learned in the womb. Nobody right. makes a CM on that. Nobody gets to start like when they become our so like, I just want to make a CM on all of Torah that I learned in the womb. <laughs> Doesn't count. <laughs> I think that's called a press. Yeah. Right. That was your first CM. Um, so, anyway, the, I'm posed now with this decision of going to Shiva or not. So, as. My derech uh, of being a nerd, I go home, I put together a pros and cons list, and think about, like... Do you have all these lists? Uh, somewhere, yeah. I would love I to think. see them. <laughs> basically, the end, the end of the day, what that list looked like, it was... I mean, I had, like, a lot of different pros and cons, but I think what it generally boiled down to was, even if, worst-case scenario, I tell my company I decide I want to go and want to try and balance working and doing this, 
And they say, now way, you're fired. I think that'd be such a good move for me and for my future generations especially. That I feel like I should just do it. Think about how much I could learn, think about how much I could grow and how much that would help them having I would think about like having a father that knows more. Like I just think that would help I would like my thought was like that would help them a lot, hopefully. And so I was like, you know, even if I do get fired, like I should just do it. And so I decided I like tell uh, my rep the next day, yeah, okay, I think I want to do it. So there was this um, cure program that was in. Uh, you don't have to say any York. details if you don't want. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I didn't get a direct yes or no if I was in or not. It seemed like the base in was fine with me going, and it was that that was a good thing. Everybody obviously was pro, but I didn't know if they necessarily accepted. So I told them. So I heard from somebody in the program. I was in the program at the time. So you know, if you just move here and come. Like, set up your own apartment and do that. They're not going to turn you away from, like, when you're actually here. Right. So that's basically what I did. I just picked up and moved over there, and then, turns out, they didn't really turn me down. I started coming, and I just became part of the, the program. And so. so you, wow, so you, you didn't just join the program. You pushed yourself into the program. <laughs> I guess so. Um... And then, uh, I think if I would have been more direct, maybe he would have actually told me yes or no, like, on the phone at the time, but... But that's not your way. I not with not. women, and not with rabbis. <laughs> I guess not. Um, <laughs> so, um, then I'm learning a ton of yeshiva, and I'm trying to balance working doing that and this. And I'm really loving it, and yeshiva, and I really feel like I'm growing a lot, and I'm really enjoying it. Um, obviously, there are, like, really tough days and tough times, but... Um, what, what were so what were the tough times? What was that about? What made it tough? Um, I can talk about the toughest time. Yeah. Um, towards um, what I felt like was the end of the process, the basin set up like a, a video call, and I hadn't talked to them in a long time. And I was just waiting, and a lot of it was just like pressure. I just felt like, man, like I'm going to Yeshiva, like you know, you guys gotta be kidding me, like come on, right? I'm not joking around, right? I'm very serious, and... Right, you moved your whole life. Yeah, just move, like... I want to be Jewish already. Right. I want to count for a minion. And when you were reaching... I want to want to feel, I don't want right. to be the one guy in the whole minion who was the now to fill guy. Right. I want to be the whole base midrash, white and black, and me sitting in the back with the note to fill Oh, you You know, I never thought of that. You weren't putting out to fill in... No. No. To this... Nice. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, not selling stones and I'm, okay. So, um, so I, I I have this call with them and I'm like, okay, great. So then I have this uh, this call with them and it seems like it goes pretty well. I remember one of the um, one of the rabbis asked me on the call like, uh, are you ready to be Jewish? I said, yeah. Um. I think they said something to the effect of why. Why do you feel like you're ready to be? And I said, I have to think about that. Hold on. I wanted to say, like, I thought about, like... I mean, I thought about it, and what I said is... I think I said something to the effect of, you know, the truth is, is I don't really know if I'm ready. I like to think that I am. I like to think I know enough. I like to think that I, like, I'm really ready, but I really don't know. 
there's so much that I don't know. There's so much I don't really know if I'm ready yet. I mean, I feel like it's going to know better than I would if I'm really ready, but I really hope and I, I really want to be part of the Jewish people and I really want, but truth, truth be told, I really don't know if I'm 100% ready. I felt like bad because I felt like that's not like the right answer. I feel like what the right answer, at the time what I felt like the right answer would be is, yes, I'm ready, I'm confident, doesn't matter what, like I'll do it or something like that, but I just right. didn't feel like that was, I, I gave the answer and after the call I kind of felt bad. I was like, oh, I had an opportunity to answer well, but I... So what would it be to enter a, a religion of truth with a falsehood? <laughs> um, right. So I... Um, like, I think if I was on the Bezin, mm-hmm. halacha side, right. whether I, I... You know, I don't know those halachas of, of mm-hmm. conversion, I would think, this is a guy I want. Mm-hmm. This is a guy who's truthful. Mm-hmm. You know? It's, it's, you don't want the guy who's telling you what you want to hear. <laughs> you want the guy who's telling you what he's actually thinking. That's going to make a much holier Jew, in my opinion. Yeah. So, eventually I talked to somebody about it, and they thought that that was a good answer, so I felt better about that answer, at least. But then very shortly after, I get an email from them saying, like, okay, we're ready to move forward, and let's talk about, like, or whatever. Let's talk about times or something, something to that effect, just giving me, like, a positive, like, okay, we're, like, so I am so ecstatic. Like, I'm like, oh, it's finally, like, the time wave, like, I... I think it was like it was like one o'clock in the morning when I like looked at the email or something like that in my place. And I was like, I don't know, like going around, like dancing around. Like I was just, I was so excited. Right. I was so overjoyed. Um, and so I remember, like, I was like, I gotta like take a screenshot, like send it to people who've been like supporters throughout my journey, because like, I think they should be happy too, and I should. Right. I should share. Um, so I did that and sent it to people. So I responded and was waiting for a response. I didn't get a response back like right away from them. So then eventually I sent them another email. I was kind of taking a while. I was kind of like, I don't know what's going on. So then I reached um, back out or something. And uh, then um, somebody, it turns out what had happened behind the scenes is somebody somewhere somehow got like wind that this was happening. And I think was just concerned about like didn't necessarily know me, didn't necessarily see all the changes that had happened. I was just concerned that maybe I wasn't, like, really, like, a good fit, and so they voiced, like, some of the things that they were concerned about. Do you honestly believe that that person was doing it for the interests of truth and God and you and... Again, if I were them, I'd be them. So, I have, I have no clue. But this person seemed you, like... Do you know who the person is? Uh-huh. Um, so, anyway, that was... Uh, when basically then based in because of that they basically put it back on freeze they, they told you this they said listen somebody came forward uh, no you- I heard it like back channel um, and so I was totally distraught and I- was it anything specific or it was listen this guy was a uh, mess- messianic <laughs> no it was um, it was it was something specific but I think it was more of like an overall concern this person had of like, of like just like bets and me of, of something about it. I think it just had to do with just a hushkafic idea of like what he thought like cholesterol needed and what like a real what a real yid is. Um, and so, what type of yid is this guy? Huh? Is this guy a on fire, halachic, excited, growing? In at least from what your opinion? Uh, I don't want to like necessarily. The point is, 
like the main point is just like at, at this time like what I was asking about like times I felt like right like, okay. very discouraged at the time at this point I was feeling very discouraged because yeah, this is something I worked hard for and I felt like I was like right there right now it felt like it had been taken right away from me and at the time I just felt like it wasn't really fair I felt like I didn't do anything like right this isn't fair was it a, this isn't fair against the guy or against God um it was probably honestly both I wish it had nothing to do with like me saying anything about like like I was wrong or anything like that but I bet you there was probably some part like how can this be fair like I'm really trying to work my hardest right. and I can't I can't seem to do it like what do I need to do like what else can I do was there a thought maybe it, maybe it's not maybe I should just step out um I remember it was definitely hard for to get up for shoppers the next day it was really hard to uh, myself do anything because I was just I was an emotional wreck and it was embarrassing it was very embarrassing because right. now I had told all these people like oh like they gave me like the go ahead right they were, and then now all of a sudden it got jerked away so then now I'm having all these people that are like saying like okay when are you going down I think I was one of those people huh I think I was one of those people yeah. and uh and so I just and there were, I mean people have been unbelievably sweet and supportive to me so it's not anything on anybody else right it's just the nature of the situation who better predicted Right. And so it's interesting was, uh, because you had, like you said, um, I think it was Rabbi Lopian who, who took out a piece of paper once with a little black dot in the middle, or a little white dot. Mm-hmm. No, all black dot. And, oh, it was a black dot. And then he showed it to the students. Mm-hmm. He said, what do you see? And they all said, a black dot. Mm-hmm. He says, 99.9% of this is white. Right. And why are you fucking on the black dot? You should mm-hmm. be saying. So, like, you had... It's just human nature. You had all the support because I happen to know that you had the support, and I was mm-hmm. one of your big supporters. For sure. And and it was the one guy. You're know, mm-hmm. like, that's what's happening now. Mm-hmm. But but I listen. I'm not. Yeah. Obviously, not even near close judging. I, mm-hmm. So so that was extremely painful, and and it was the embarrassment, the rejection. The was it also thinking this is never going to happen, or you were like, this is still. I just need to figure this out and get to the next step. Yeah, I just... I don't know. I thought... I, I, I need to try and figure it out and, like, try and solve it. And so, tried to solve the situation and try and figure out how to handle the best situation. But it seemed like part of it was just... We basically had to come to talk to the guy and some other people and just say, look, you know, I, if I would go back in the past, I would change things. Like, I could have been... And the really the truth is, is I think that that process really helped me think about and reflect on like there really are things that I could have been better about in the past and I really did not do I think especially in the beginning of my journey when I was um I like was just starting to come to go up to things I was just I think I was just very very fiery and edgy so I was very like much trying to figure out the truth and so it was um so I think I was it was definitely rough around the edges and it could be not a, such a pleasant experience for other people um, and so if I think back that's for sure something I would change is um, I would try and like okay take a breath and learn more about like um, about Midos and about treating other people well and those types of things I think I was late to the game on those things and earlier to the game on the uh, you know, what time should we be dominating chakras <laughs> or whatever got it and I think everything has its reasons but I think that 
part of the process, I think, did real wonders for me. Um, and so, really now I can look back and I think probably with so many things in life, with this or bunches of different situations that were tough, you feel like, wow, this really helped build me into the person that I am today. I'm so grateful for it. But the so, time is hard to see for sure. So now you would say, I wouldn't change the way that happened at all? No. Even though it was very tough. Right. Like, I don't know what kind of person I would be. I think it would be a much uh, lesser person than I right. am today. Amazing. And then when you told your parents that you were... Doing believe it or not, also one of the things yeah. is that helped me get on better terms with these people. Helped me get some of the stuff off my chest. But I was just nervous right. with these people because I think there was definitely something that was there in the relationship and I felt like it wasn't where it could be, but I didn't think I could really solve it. Oh, so it wasn't like just one guy. It was a... Uh... Um, yeah, I think there were some people who, like, I just I just had to, like, clear things right. on the table with and just... And is it now correct. all copacetic, as they say? Yeah, I guess. So I think that also really helped me as far as, like, relational skills and just feeling like, okay, now I can come into things fresh and right. be on good terms and don't have any... And chew a clean slate. You know, whatnot. Um, but then eventually they actually did give me the real um, the real go-ahead. <laughs> Right. And uh, and I, I was more nervous about this one because I was like, I can't go with sharing this. I don't want to get my hopes too high here. <laughs> um, but eventually I said, yeah. Um, and so I uh, went down to Houston. And then, uh, well, and so what changed? Did Bezin, did that guy change his tune or that group change his tune, their tune because you got in touch with them? Or Bezin just was, did more investigation and said, no, what your concerns are not valid? Um, I'm, I'm actually not sure if Basin was ever really had the concern that I was nothing, but I think right. what they wanted to do, I, I'm not sure if they put a question for them, but I think they wanted to put on pause, try and see how I'm going to deal with it. Deal with it. Because they're not any rush. They don't need to right. rush things. Right. Um, so if I can deal with relationships and make it a better entrance, then call <laughs> it before it. Right. If they wanted better um, and, um, and, um, I would say big supporters in this like tough time that really helped me get through probably being one of them for sure and um, and uh, one of them I, I don't know if I what level but the Rosh Hashiva Rabbi was such a big support for me and was um, was I think really fundamental in getting me through he was yeah. very concerned about like my process and very engaged and like saying okay what's going on where things at, both to me and the people who are trying to. Did he make calls manage. on your rap? I'd imagine a call from him was. <laughs> he um, he would I think he would talk to um, my rabbi who was like kind of managing, mm-hmm. like reporting back to the base and Plus, he would be on. From what I heard, like basically on top of them, like all the time, like hey, what's going on? Is he going for what's going on? Right. Really trying to make sure that it goes through. It was the such truth a is, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what everyone's really thinking. We just want another told you. We're, we're trying to <laughs> trying to up our average. It's really hard genetically, so you know, don't get don't get too. Yeah, it's about the height. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, everyone who's not on audio will never see this guy. He's five eight. So that's really huge for us. And <laughs> five eight. He's taller than five eight. He's above six feet. We're not going to say the exact amount. Um, see, but somewhat anonymous. So yeah, the, I'm saying there's like a tall person that's like oh. There goes the anonymous factor. <laughs> <laughs> now they're gonna pick you out like they did in China. <laughs> um, what? Uh, 
So, and how's so how'd your family take it? Um, my dad basically hung up when I told him. He was not happy at all because I think it'd been like in his mind, but didn't think about how serious it was, and then all of a sudden it became right. very real. My mom was more. Um, she was not more disappointed than my dad but she was definitely disappointed but she's more of an I think an open person so she still wanted to keep the relationship and so not that my dad didn't I still called him fairly frequently and talked to them but uh, my mom was definitely more like wanting to keep the relationship and the support of me overall Um, siblings um, more verbally approval than anything I I think um, for at least the ones who had um, who were like a little bit more secular I think they I'm not sure how much they necessarily cared about it. Like, if you're happy, they're happy. Yeah, that kind of a thing. Like, if you're happy, sounds, sounds right. good. I don't know. And now, how's the relationship? Like, oh, I really like, like, chocolate ice cream, and I've been eating a lot of Right. Okay, great. Whatever makes you happy, you know? Right. And now, how's the relationship with your father? Um, basically, is if, like, I'm on the phone or something like that with him. It's mainly me listening to him talk. We don't really talk about, like, religion stuff or anything like that. So... I just try and keep a relationship and obviously I owe a lot of a cars a tove to them they raised me thinking that there is a god and right. having moral structure and you know, I certainly have a lot of that I might be chayv and kudavim but right. there's still there's still done on there's still chayv and a cars a tove Jews when we left Egypt we, we weren't allowed to call any, cause any pain to the Egyptians because they at one time hosted us in Tzara Mitzri. So, you have a... The Chiva Karsatov is... What a Yehudi is. So, if you, if you could... If you could sum it up... And that's an if. I don't know if you could. Right. I, I think it would be difficult to sum up the journey. What do you think, like, is the top lesson or two that you... Would, would take out of it? Obviously, your journey's still going. Yeah. That's a great question. Um... I think one of the themes might just be the way that I tell it. I Meaning, there might be other larger themes I just miss out on that who knows maybe I come back and think and reflect and say I'm missing things here. But I think one of them I'm so grateful that Hashem helped me to do is to be emotionally um, capable of contemplating me being in error. I think when uh, a lot of people, myself included, um, tend to hum and drum along most of their life. There's a mileage to that. You definitely want to have consistency in your life and you definitely want to build good habits. I'm not saying anything against that. Um, Especially if like you have like, if there's something thoughtful behind it, whether it's you or your parents have put thought into it or Moshe Rabbeinu or whatever, put different thoughts into things like that's a great mila. Um, but sometimes there are things that aren't so thought through. So I think one of the things that I'm really appreciative of is um, being open to the fact that I could have been wrong. I think it really helped me figure out what's really right, get down to the, the truth of the matter. I think that's one um, that's one thing that I'm very grateful for. Um, and that I think helped me a lot and had it's great success to be a part of play as well. Um, so Rambam says the door, the door to knowledge is to say I don't know 
Nobody doesn't know more than you. <laughs> it's really, uh, it's an amazing journey, and I wish people, I, I, I've told people a little bit about your story. I'm like, wow, you got to meet this guy, and I'm amazed how much you've learned in <laughs> the amount of time. How, when sometimes if I'm quoting something, you're like, no, I think it's here, and you're usually right above me. Uh, I'm, uh, it's it's incredible, and it's it's because of a, it. it I, I, you're an intellectually smart person obviously that's not a question but it comes more from the thirst there's a thirst there for truth and when you're thirsty for it you just can absorb more of it it's just a it's a privilege and a pleasure and I, and I appreciate you uh, coming on Shkoyach sure.